What is up, everybody? Tonight, I'm going to teach you 11 ways to elevate your entrepreneurial game. Except it came out to be nine. I kind of uh, edited the list a bit. So it's actually nine ways to elevate your entrepreneurial game. These nine ingredients are things that are near and dear to my heart, um, things I learned over a long period of um, I had a job, like a regular job, but a lot of freedom in that job, right? Like my boss lived in a different state and I saw him three to four times a year and I got to go work with three to 500 employees over 25 locations. So there's a lot of entrepreneurish things that went on in that job. And then I'm now on my fourth year of being an actual entrepreneur. Um, and I've started two businesses, an online store that's kind of like the third business and I'm on my fourth business now is in pilot, right? I'm having some success now. So call me a serial entrepreneur. So these nine things are, are stuff that I just live and die off of. They're things that I do. I teach. I love. I, and I hope you guys soak them up and I hope it helps you crush your entrepreneurial game. So with that said, welcome to Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. We do booze and biz. Tonight I'm drinking. This is Land Shark. I got some Dos Equis. I'm going to probably be on beer. I, I came with some tequila, but I, I find I do better on Thursdays if I stick to beer on these shows. So tonight I'm drinking mostly beer. Okay. Before we jump into the show, um, no fancy dancy sponsor. I'm going to kind of plug my own thing, but uh, ju thejumpoffstore.com. Thejumpoffstore.com. I sell bounce house tools there. They're, they're great stuff. I try to be as innovative as possible and make life uh, more efficient as a bounce house entrepreneur and a bounce house operator. So we've got rolling straps, right? That's kind of like the cornerstone um, of the whole entire business is the rolling straps, but the lashing straps have been outselling the rolling straps actually, believe it or not. Um, and they've been super awesome. D-ring straps, I'm now carrying H866 vinyl cement. Uh, we're gonna have some other stuff coming soon. I've got two new products in testing. We tested one today, actually, and it's looking like it's going to be primo. So we're going to probably launch that soon. Lots of awesome stuff on there. So go check out the jumpoffstore.com. Cool. So now just a small teeny tiny little favor. I'm going to ask of you guys, for those of you on YouTube and the podcast, please do me a favor. Go subscribe. For those of you on Facebook Live, hi. Just wanted to say hi. And everybody in the Zoom, uh, thank you guys so much for freaking coming to these shows every single week. They keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I could not be more thrilled and happy to really um, – uh, the, the, the messages I get on Thursday from people that come to the show or, or throughout the week that then go watch them later on YouTube or listen on the podcast just it's warms my freaking heart. I'm so excited. I absolutely love it. So tell your friends, anybody that is in management or entrepreneur land, I'd love, love, love to have an open invite for them to come to the show anytime. I try to give as much value as I can. So I hope I do a good job, but thank you guys so much for coming. I absolutely love you. So last week we talked about salesmanship. So spoiler alert, that was supposed to be one of the 11, but I didn't want to kind of like go overboard with salesmanship. We just covered an entire episode of it last week. So I kind of took it out, but salesmanship is something that, um, I think I still will touch on at the end of my little uh, monologue here, but salesmanship is something that I find is a little bit lacking in the entrepreneur land. And that's because you have to have um, experience with selling in order to have salesmanship. Like it's right. I had a guy named Drew that, that taught me how to sell and taught me like almost everything I know about selling without him. I'd be a shitty salesman. 
but because of him, I am a very, very effective salesman. So that's what we covered last night. So if any of you guys that are on either on Facebook or in the Zoom right now, or anybody watching the recorded version, wherever you're watching it, uh, if you guys put some salesmanship stuff into play and saw some good results, hopefully you guys closed some, uh, hope you guys closed some, some deals. But if you guys saw some good results off some salesmanship that you did, uh, let me know. Let me know. I, I like to know when the when the show touches people's lives and has an impact. So give me uh, whatever your favorite emoji is, dude. I'm not picky, but give me a, give me a thumbs up or something. Let me know if the salesmanship episode hit home. I, I got actually very good reviews off of it from people. So I hope it did well for you too. All right. So let's talk tonight. So we're going to do nine ways to elevate your entrepreneurial game. All right, so let's get into these. And I and I kind of struggled if I should reverse rank them or if I should go in a proper order because um, I didn't know if I should open with the best or close with the best. I decided to go in a regular order. So we're going to hit on number one first. It's the most important and I wanted to lead with it so that way I can try and uh, make the impact that I hope to make with it. Okay, so of the nine ways to elevate your entrepreneurial game, number one most important, number one, focus on people. Okay. So what I say, why I say that is I want you to re realize that regardless of what you do, you are actually a people business. It, it doesn't matter if it's services. It doesn't matter if you sell products. It doesn't matter if you're a high tech app company. It doesn't matter. All businesses, no matter what are people businesses. Okay. So what that means is your main focus and your main objective is always going to be based around human beings, okay? Even if you're a dog trainer, your clients are still human beings, okay? If you're a dog trainer, your employees are still human beings. Everything revolves around people no matter what, right? So to improve your business, you need to improve upon your people skills, okay? Now, me personally, I'm actually not very extroverted. I do, however, absolutely love people. Okay, so if you've ever been in a conversation with me or if you come to these shows often, then you may say, Nick, yes, you are. You're super extroverted because I'm talkative, I'm smiling, I'm engaging. But here's the secret. I am only like that to a point, okay? I only have so much outgoing, outgoing in my blood and when I use it up, I kind of start to slow down and I almost kind of start to get awkward, right? When it comes to people, generally speaking, I'm a sprinter, not a marathon runner, right? So I can do a whole bunch, but I got to take a rest. I can do a whole bunch again, I'm like a sprinter. So why the hell do I tell you that? Because I also want you to know that, A, I'm genuine in every interaction you've ever seen me have. Like I'm such the real, this is the real me. Uh, you can come meet me at IAPA in November and like, this is literally how we'll talk to each other, promise. But I also wanted to kind of give you solace that you too can be a people person or improve your people skills, even if you are introverted, even if you are extremely introverted, all right? Your business will flourish if you slow down and you put your focus on people, not on like the little small tasks you have on your list. Don't worry about tweaking the website. Instead, focus on how you can help people shop your website easier. Don't worry about employees not doing what they're told. Slow down and ask them why they aren't doing what they're told. 
Weird, right? Don't complain to me in my DMs that your employees, quote, don't want to work. Slow down and just ask them why they're disengaged with their work. Focus on people and amazing things will happen. I guarantee it, okay? Keep this little reminder with you in your brain at all times. It unlocked this whole thing for me. Slower is faster with people. The slower you go, the faster it is when you work with people. All right, on to number two. You guys know this one is near and dear, right? Just go, just go. Tell your brain to shut up and go put in work, okay? Tell your fear to shut up and then go do that thing that you know you need to be doing. Tell yourself doubts to shut up so you can go take action. Tell your fear of failure, which is a popular one, that it's no longer in charge of you and just go. Here's a fun little secret for you. There's nothing for you to be afraid of because you aren't in danger, okay? Your brain thinks, though, what will people say? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you here. It, whatever they do say after you do go take action will be overwhelmingly positive, I promise, right? People are usually pretty impressed by people that go do things because everybody else sits around and does nothing and talks about it, okay? You hesitating because you're worried about the opinions of other people because you, but, but you're take no action. So, so you actually have given them no shot to even have an opinion. Look, there's no perfect time. Okay. There's not going to be a time when you're fully ready. There's not going to be a better chance to go. There's not going to be more information. There's not a more time to plan it. There's not going to be more research you need to do. The time is now just go. And if you continue to hesitate after hearing me say all of that, go find yourself a nice little tattoo shop and get that shit tattooed on your hand just like me. Give yourself the forever reminder that you only hurt yourself by hesitating because sooner or later, you're going to have deep regrets that you never even tried. So shut up and just go, okay? Side note. Just go does not mean be haphazard. If there's planning that needs to be done, please do the planning, but then take the action. Or if there's planning that needs to be done, just go applies there. Just go do the planning so then you can just go do the action, right? It doesn't mean go be careless. It means go take action on the next step. Okay, onward. Number three, be an infinite learner and be aggressive about it. The curiosity helps keep you relevant, okay? That means you don't let, quote, the way we do it be the way you do it tomorrow because you're constantly looking for ways to improve and stay hungry for more knowledge, okay? Some cool tips for you. That, and these tips changed my life. Go get into my Facebook group, The Bounce House Business Mentors, and interact with the community there. Use the search bar but go ask questions and interact in the comments. You'll learn more by reading comments than you'll ever imagine, right? Go jump into my Discord group if you're a Discord user. It's called The Mentors. And go read comments in there and interact with the folks in there. It's a very, very friendly, safe place with incredible, 
incredible amounts of knowledge and tips and and hacks and it's a great place it's a great place if you're a discord user and then you can go join jumpstart which dear god i wish could have changed my life i wish it existed when i needed it uh but go in there and consume all of the knowledge and interact with the community there's over 60 lessons and growing we're still posting more in there um it's absolutely incredible so if you want to join jumpstart uh just send me a message or, or send a message on facebook um, for those of you on the podcast and stuff, the links will be all the links to all the stuff will be in the in the description. Okay. So don't settle for good enough. Push hard to grow because when you settle, you start the process of losing ground to your competition. I don't care if you're the king now. If you push hard to continue to innovate, you can either stay the king or maybe you can get promoted to emperor. Go be an infinite learner, never ever settle for good enough. Number four, be a leader, not a manager. Okay. That means you take care of your people in the way they need you to take care of them. I think that's worth repeating. That means you take care of your people in the way they need you to, to take care of them, not in the way that you prefer to take care of them. That's what leaders do. All right. That means something like finding your ambitious employee that's hungry for hours and wants promotions, find them a way to get them more hours, get around them more, right? The ones that are the opposite that want more work-life balance because they have some life event that just happened or they just started college or whatever, find a way to get them you know, off early on Friday or, or a way you can help them chase their dreams too, okay? It also means not trying to force people to be hard workers when they aren't. Some people are not grinders. Don't expect everyone to be. Just realize you hired somebody who's not a grinder and go help them be the best version of themselves possible. Don't go try to make people into problem solvers that are the type that just tell me what to do and I'll do it. They don't want to solve problems. They want direction. Go give them direction. Okay. This topic is insanely important nowadays more than ever okay <clears throat> i'm going to kind of get real with you here for just one second okay you can go post on facebook that this generation doesn't want to work and gen z this and millennials that all you want okay your comments will explode with a bunch of other people joining your pity party agreeing with you those people in those comments will not be me because I'm instead going to tell you the truth, okay? This generation doesn't want to work for you. Think of the amount of opportunity that is in the world now versus whenever you were a younger person. Kids nowadays can literally become a millionaire dancing in their room in front of a phone camera, or they can get brand deals playing Fortnite on TikTok. For God's sakes, Jake Paul started a vlog on YouTube recording himself and is now a serious threat to Gatorade because he launched Prime. Okay. Everybody has seen these stories a gazillion times, and younger people can rattle off name after name after name after name after name after name. Okay. The moral of that story is that they have options now. All right. So, they're not 
Okay. And I'm not saying that they're going to get brand deals playing Fortnite. And I'm not saying they're going to be Jake Paul either. All right. But I just promise you that they're not going to put up with some miserable asshole. And they're also not going to follow some clueless on wannabe entrepreneur with no vision and no connection. No, sorry, no conviction. Okay. People want to be led. The strong employees, this is this is key. Please take note of this. The strong employees are already natural born leaders. They're already leaders, right? They just don't have the leadership capability because they're so young. So they're looking for a stronger leader to follow, to mentor and teach them. It's literally the law of attraction from 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell, right? A seven's trying to follow a nine. Get it? A four will follow a six. But if you hire a seven, you got to be a nine, okay? The way you do that, this honestly could be an entire episode in and of itself, okay? But be super deliberate about teaching them, right? About teaching them, okay? Use the term, do me a favor when you need them to go do something. Take the crappy equipment with you if you're going to go run a route or if you're going to go work a you know section of the business, take the shitty stuff with you, all right? When something goes wrong, Blame yourself. I don't care. Blame yourself. I still don't care. Blame yourself. I still don't care. Blame yourself. You take the blame when anything goes wrong. Every time something goes wrong. Okay. You also thank them for when anything goes right. I don't care. You thank them for when anything goes right. Right. Leadership will make or break your company regardless of the size. It's that freaking important. And it will help you solve the this generation, blah, blah, blah. Right. You just have to be a stronger leader. I promise I got uh, nine incredible young people that work for me. And I just hired two more. And I've got an interview uh, next week. Promise you, they want to work. Okay. Number five, kind of a playoff of that. Hire the moment you can afford it, comma, and pay well. If you're an entrepreneur, like a true entrepreneur, that means you want to scale and you want to scale big. And you just, I promise you, you can't do it doing everything yourself. I promise you, okay? That means you need to hire now and then pay them well. Treat them well, but pay them well so they'll stay. Don't make yourself go broke, but take care of them the best way you possibly can. There's all sorts of strategies for doing that, okay? They get all the tips, pay them bonuses, give them extra this, buy them food, all sorts of stuff, okay? But the moral of that story is, why you should hire now is because you want to scale, okay? And so if you're doing any sort of good job of it at all, that means in two months, you are planning to be even bigger than you are now. So if you want to scale, you need bodies to grow, period, right? Number six, stay the course. You need to have the conviction to press on when shit gets hard. Spoiler alert, it's hard from jump. And then you also have to have the patience to know that it's hard AF and it's going to take time. It's going to take time. Be patient, right? If this was all easy, I promise you, you know a lot more successful entrepreneurs. But the fact of the matter is, this is hard AF. <clears throat> it's kind of lonely too. Why is it lonely? Because we're freaks. Who wants to work as much as it is required to win? Who wants that much pressure on themselves to win? Like your lifestyle and, and maybe your life 
literally depends on your success, whether or not you win. Like there is no salary, right? Who wants to get rid of their 401k and have to buy their own health insurance? Freaks. That's it, right? So not only do you want that, but the reason you're here is because you couldn't breathe before you had it or you can't breathe now while you're still working because you want to get out of it, right? Have the conviction to see that through. Know that this is a grind and it takes time. You have to make the right move over and over and over and over and over and over and over. But you are a grinder and you, my friend, were built for this. So stay the course. Number seven, enjoy the ride. Okay, this is a fancy way of saying that you have to have gratitude for how hard this actually is. And you have to appreciate that that difficulty is what makes us different. There's people out there that run a hundred plus mile marathon. They're called ultra marathons, hundred miles, 140 miles. Some of these are through Death Valley where it's like 140 degrees. Okay, these people don't run these races because it's fun. Okay, they run these races because it's hard. Okay. You have to embrace the difficulty of being an entrepreneur because that is what makes this so fun. Here's a fun little tip for you. Every time you hear someone say, and this can be a non-entrepreneur or a brand new entrepreneur that hasn't grown their business much yet. Okay. Every time you hear them say, wow, must be nice because you're at the beach while your employees are crushing the day. And they're doing it with a smile on their face and reporting back to you how happy they are and how great they did. Okay. You can smile at the person that says must be nice, knowing that not only do they have absolutely no idea. Okay. But you can also smile at them because it's nice as hell. It is nice. Must be nice. It is. Okay. Take the time to enjoy what you've built, regardless of what stage you're at. I take the time to enjoy my employees. Uh, I spend time with my family while I play quarterback on the phone while the employees do the manual labor. Okay. Not very long ago, one year ago, I worked every single weekend and all week long to scale the business. All weekend, all week long, all week. Okay. Not too long before that, one year ago. So now we're two years ago. I literally worked, I, I have it written down somewhere. It's probably in one of those journals behind me, but uh, I, I worked like 97 hours or something like that over Easter weekend because I was all alone. I almost died. Thank God I hired Tyler to help me with pickups the Monday after Easter, right? That wasn't that long ago, okay? Nobody was telling me back then, must be nice, but I promise you, and I, need, I have these saved in my phone, these videos saved in my phone. I used to take stories, okay? And, and, and the level of appreciation and gratitude I had that I was able to go work 96 hours over Easter and be the boss, just, I can't even explain it. I literally have goosebumps right now talking about it. Can't even explain it. The amount of gratitude that I had that I was able to go get bit by two dogs on one Saturday is ridiculous, right? but that's because I'm here to enjoy the ride. I absolutely love this, okay? Number eight, publish more content, okay? Whether or not you have a positive opinion towards social media is irrelevant. The fact, fact, not opinion, fact, 
is that social media is the number one place that has human beings attention. Okay. It's all focused there. So as a business owner, guess what? You can turn that attention into business money, money. Okay. Am I saying you need to become a YouTuber tomorrow? I actually, I actually do suggest that. Yes. But the point that I'm making is that every time you do something memorable or do something funny or do something revolutionary and it's not on camera is a time you missed an opportunity. Okay. Let me see if I can help expand your brain on this. I understand that content is, is a hard thing to uh, like, what do I post? Right. So let's say you just bought a new water slide, go live from your business page, broadcasting the unboxing of that. That's good content, my friend. Okay. If you have some goofy ass way that you roll or fold your tarps, we need to see about that. We need a video and we need it in the Facebook group stat. Okay. If you have a three unit event you're doing at a church and it's your first ever three unit event, you need to freaking film that for TikTok, not just some stupid video where you're like, show the three units and put some song behind it. Be a human being and actually talk on the camera and let us know what the hell it was like. Okay. The more content you put out, the more opportunities will come your way and opportunities as an entrepreneur is all you freaking need. I promise. All right. The less content you put out, this is obvious, the less opportunities that you create for yourself. All right. Here is a super fire tip. Good content does one of two things. Okay. So this will, this will teach you what to post. You don't know what to post. You post either being teaching content that teaches people things or be content that entertains people, teaches or entertains. All right. Now, if you want to go viral, do them both. Okay. Easier said than done. Teaching is not easy. Entertaining is not easy. But doing one of the other isn't so bad. I promise. Right. Everybody knows you're a freaking business owner. So if you go post some video that sucks, nobody cares. They just scroll past and I go, oh, that was cute. And they scroll past. It's going to take some time, but I promise you, post more content, you will get more opportunities, okay? Go find a way to get on video and teach, okay? And finally, number nine, the number nine way to better your entrepreneurial game is be smart with your money. Track it. Pay somebody that is better at it than you, aka an accountant slash CPA, and B at C, spend it wisely, right? Marketing dollars need to be highly effective. Don't spend a thousand dollars to partner with the local fancy gym to be on the little TV screens at the bottom of the gym. I literally got that phone call two days ago and I told the guy no. Why did I tell the guy no? I said, bro, if you had any idea how much money I could make running Google ads with that same amount of money. You would like, no, like, thank you so much for calling. And I'm very flattered, but no. Okay. Go buy the Google ads instead. Don't spend a whole bunch of money on equipment. What? Do get yourself a 2% cash back credit card and go put all the equipment on that credit card. So you get 2% cash back. Okay. Don't run the business and hope for the best. What? Don't be optimistic. No, do track your progress. 
versus the same week last year on a spreadsheet and calculate how you're doing. Okay. Say that one more time. Don't just run the business and hope for the best. Track your progress versus the same weeks last year on a spreadsheet and calculate how you're doing. Okay. Watch inside the numbers tell you a story. So watch inside those numbers for trends, trends on holidays, trends in stupid springs that are rainier and snowier at the start of the season than ever freaking before and only on Saturdays. Okay. Like this one has been, it's just, Oh my God, frustrating. Okay. So now I now have the data to forecast what happens in that situation. Cause I'm going through it this year and it's all on my spreadsheet, right? Keep track of money because that is the money is the whole point of why we started businesses in the first place. So treat it as such there we go there we go there is the nine <clears throat> ways to elevate your entrepreneurial game to give you a quick rundown of those number one be people focused number two just go number three be an infinite learner and be aggressive about it number four be a leader not a manager number five stay the course six enjoy the ride seven publish more content Eight. Oh, I skipped one. Oh, well, be smart with your money. There you go. You guys get it. So there we go. There we go. Let me get back over to the Zoom so I can see all of your faces. Okay. Um, all right. We got some things happening. Hold on. There we go. Um, all right. So what do you uh, what are you guys thinking? What What are you guys thoughts on that? I need to drink a beer after that. that was long. <laughs> I used the other two. It was fine. And then yeah. some. She was like, uh, hey, Maurice, will you mute your the one? Oh, I got it. Never mind. You're good. I muted you. Um, all right. So I'm going to check for some comments and stuff. Uh, what are you guys? Uh, yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. What are you guys thinking? I always finish those and then nobody talks. A question. Yeah, go ahead. What? Hire employees. I'm at year three of my business. I can already hire another truck. I cannot find the back one and stay around. Very well. I don't care about the pay. It's, it's hard to get people. I'm not hearing. You said you can you can you can buy another truck, but can't find someone to uh, uh, hire a driver. Yeah, driver, just just helpers in general. I'm trying to get. Um, I got a second. I'm I'm able to get a second truck out, but I, I just can't find anybody right now. <clears throat> um. So, do you have a second truck that uh they could use? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, super. Um, do you have employees now that are not capable of driving the truck? No, I, that's just it. I, I've been running it all by myself now, so I'm ready to expand now. I got enough equipment. We're up to 30 bounce houses, you know, so I can get at least two or three trucks out there. So nice. Okay. <clears throat> cool. All good problems to have. So uh, my my main answer to that question, I think, is going to be a recruiting answer, meaning. Uh, Finding, let's see, let me back up. Let me get this right. So in order to hire somebody good, you have to do, or, or say the difference, to hire the proper person, okay? Hire the proper person. You have to do X number of interviews, okay? Have you ever been in a role where you do hiring before? No, no, I've always been a software engineer, so. Okay, check. <laughs> okay, so um, it kind of, uh, um. It can vary depending on your recruiting of how many interviews it takes to find the right person. Uh, but I can tell you that 
it tends to be pretty high when your recruiting is kind of new. Okay. So uh, my success rate is, is much better because my recruiting comes from uh, my wife who tells a good story, right? She's, she owns a hair salon, right? So she's got a woman in her chair that has a son with friends and she tells a good story. So the wife, uh, I'm sorry, the client uh, knows kind of what they would be getting themselves into, right? So whenever I get a recruit from my wife, it tends to generally be at least it's a good interview. I'm not saying I hire them all, but it tends to be a good interview. Okay. The other place that um, I'm a very good recruiter and just kind of always have been is with my current employees. Okay. So I go as out of my way as possible to do a great job leading the employees, right? Almost to a fault sometimes, which I know sounds weird, but that's probably a discussion for a different episode. But I treat them all so freaking well that they absolutely love, 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 love working with me. And so if we're hiring and they have a friend that would be a good, right? And they and they don't want to work with shitty people, right? So they're going to, uh, uh, they're going to, bring me good people, right? Cause that's who they're going to be working with. Um, but then that, that, that person they bring is generally like very excited. They, they really, really, really want to work for us. Cause they, they know the ins and outs of some of the business, right. That their friends tell like, or, or to say it differently, my employees go tell good stories to their friends. They don't go bitch about how shitty I am. Right. So that way, when I go do an interview, like that kid already wants to work for me pretty quickly. Um, so, so, you have got to figure out a way to get interviews. That's the whole entire name of the game. Get interviews, get interviews, get interviews. Um, you having no interview experience um, isn't a bad thing. It just means you're going to have to figure it out. And that shit is generally pretty hard. Um, I spent, I, I got like mega obsessed with job interviews and spent, oh my God, probably the better part of two or three years doing at least two interviews, five days, uh, four days a week. So I would do eight interviews a week and was obsessed with interviews and figuring out how to become a better interviewer. I read books on it. I read psychology books. I did all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, personality profiles. I went down deep in the rabbit hole uh, because I realized that it's something that uh, uh, would pay dividends later and it has, right? So, so I am a very talented interviewer. No, talent is the wrong word very skilled interviewer because of all the work I've done in that arena. You're going to need to figure out a way to go do that. Um, so, so it comes down to recruiting. So I think you should post on Facebook that you're hiring on your personal account and your business account. I think you should put it in your stories as well. Okay. So regular posts and stories um, and make the post thoughtful, like not just uh, let's see. I feel like I'm going to be talking for a long time here for a second. Hope this is good content. Don't go make a post that you're dying and need help, right? Go make a post that people would read and, and be inspired to inquire about the job. That's a, that's a good condensed way to put that, right? Then go do, uh, go try ZipRecruiter. There's a free way to do ZipRecruiter. Go try Indeed. There's a free way to do Indeed. There is a free like Facebook jobs hiring thingy. Um, I've had God awful luck with the Facebook thing, but whatever, I keep it up because it's, you know, I'm just trying to look for, I'm just out there recruiting. Okay. And then do as many interviews as you can do as many interviews as you can. Do you have a, a warehouse like with an office at it? 
No, I so I have a basement, and my basement is my office slash <laughs> office, and uh, we have a warehouse uh, where we store the, the like the water slides and all that. Then I keep my combos here on site because combos right now are going out more than water slides. So I have technically two warehouses. <clears throat> yeah, so you just got to figure out a good way to do the interviews. Uh, before I had a warehouse where I worked at it every single day, um, they were a drain uh, time wise because I'd have to go to a coffee shop to do the interview. And then I do, and then I do long interviews. I do very long interviews. They're, they're generally about an hour. Um, and then, so then if the kid doesn't show up, like I just wasted, you know, don't, you know, I don't got to go down that. You get it. Um, so you just figure out an efficient way to do as many freaking interviews as you can. Are you, are you within like a range? Like, cause I'm trying to stick with like high school slash college kids, football players from a high school team, you know, that kind of stuff. So summertime, I, like last year I had a kid working with me, but kids kind of get, he was making such good money. He would come in two or three weeks and he'd get paid. And then week after when I really need him, like 4th of July weekend, you know, he'd go off and spend the money. Hey, I need you 4th of July. So I can care less about the other weekends, but that's what I've seen the last, um, I've been doing this for seven years. And this is my third year on my own, but even when I was working with the other company, it's, I don't think I have a problem interviewing. It's just like how, to, you know, you gave me some suggestions like, um, zip recruiter. I mean, uh, you know, those different places. Um, I'm trying to stay with the high schoolers because the high schoolers, you know, if you're if, if you're making $300 in a weekend, you know what I mean? You're like school clothes, you know what I mean? And that's one weekend, you know, I'm like, I, I'll pay you $1,600 a month, you know what I mean? <clears throat> or 12, whatever it is, you know, 1400 whatever it is, you know, and that's like, I'm try, trying to get that attraction out there. I'm like, I'm not going to pay cheap. I just need a little bit of a boost when we have 20 foot water slides. <clears throat> yep, I get you. And and I'm I'm with that too. Um I've always kind of had a, an affinity for that age group regardless like right I've I've liked to hire in that realm um my whole life, my whole life. Um there's just you know, you get somebody that's on their first job, it's like it's just your your life is way easier cuz you just teach them everything you want to do and they don't have all these other weird things, right? Um what I would tell you uh one of the things I do um and I do get criticized for this but but I I I stay true to it. Um, I did this as an employee and I do it now. I'm I keep them very connected to the goings on of the, of the company meeting. Like, um, so I have a monthly meeting with the guys. Uh, it's probably a every other month meeting, honestly, but, but we have the monthly meeting, right. And we go through, I tell them what the three best units were. I quiz them. I'm like, all right, you guys guess what are the top three units? And then I tell them 22 foot purple, uh, 22 foot dual lane, purple hurricane, you know, and then I tell them in this month, it did four grand. The other one did 3,800 for the month. We did this much in revenue. Right. And that like those numbers blow them away. And I'm like, but revenue doesn't matter. Like, you know, we got to be profitable. So this profit was this much, right? I keep them very in tune with the, with the business. Um, and I try to almost make them like a partner. Um, you know, it's a great, uh, strategy. You just have to make sure you do it with the right person. Like, right. If you have the wrong person for the job, someone that's lazy or doesn't want to be here or whatever and do that with them, like, right. It's the tactic doesn't work. Right. Um, but you get the, you get the good person in there and really try to make them a partner with it. Um, the last freaking slide I bought, like they decided what slide, like I was like between three different ones and I sent it, they, they, right. They went back and forth in the group chat and then we got the one that they said to get, right. I mean, I was like, cool. That's the one you guys want. That's the one we're getting. I mean, I try to do as many things like that as I can that really, 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 really helps them feel like the jump off is theirs. 
but that's because that's what I want. Like, I really do want him to be like the jump off is ours. You know what I mean? Um, I don't say my water slide. I say our water slide. I don't say my truck. I say our truck. Like, like the list goes on and on and on and on. Like when I talk to them, you know what I mean? I have uh, uh, the Facebook group, right? Like it's getting pretty big. It's got 2,200 people in it. Um, I have one moderator. Uh, one of my employees, Isaiah, is a moderator. And then I have another moderator and David. Um, I don't think David's in here, but if you are David, what up? No, I don't see him in here. Um, but anyway, like when we talk, like he's like, yeah, bro, like your Facebook group's blown up. I'm like, dude, it's uh, like, it's ours. Like you're in there working, uh, approving people, denying people to get in, taking down posts that aren't supposed to be up there. Like our Facebook group, it's just how I talk. You know what I mean? Um, so those are some good tactics. You know, you just got to get a good, you know, you get the right one and it's like, you know. But yeah, I would, I would do, do interviews like crazy. Do this, do interviews like crazy. Uh, when you, when you have one that you'd like, um, um, don't hire them in the interview. Okay. Don't hire them in the interview. Send me a DM, send me a DM and, um, I'll give you some tips on what to say, how to hire them, what to say, da, 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 all that, all that good stuff. Um, I'm weird about it. I tell them, yeah, bro, I'm busy. So like, if I don't, if you don't hear from me by Tuesday, text me. Text me if you don't hear from me by Tuesday, I get busy, right? I never, ever, ever call anybody. They always have to text me on Tuesday. I don't tell them to call me though. I tell them to text me. They want to text me. They want me to text them. So then we text back and forth. You know what I mean? Like I've got all sorts of little teeny tiny things I do like that are like that. You're kind of judging because if they're texting more and more, that means they're really, really interested. Or if they text once, you know, and maybe, yeah. Yep, exactly. It's, um, um, and I'm very like, you know, this is how I am in the interview. Like the first part of the interview, they talk, right? I ask uh, my questions. I make them tell stories, but, uh, you know, tell me a story about a time you were working at the restaurant and it was super busy and you were mega stressed out. Okay. And then they go through that. And I ask all my follow-up customers. Okay. Tell me it's time of the most, tell me a story about the most difficult customer you ever, uh, tell me a story about the customer you helped where you felt like made the biggest impact maybe you had the biggest tip whatever right we go through all of that stuff um if they're answering those questions in a way that in my opinion is kind of aligning with my core values or the core values of the company uh really kind of both right um then the interview kind of starts to wind down on their part and it, i flip it on its head and i talk a whole freaking bunch right i essentially at that point in time spend the next 30 minutes recruiting them like i want to recruit them I want them to leave here wanting this freaking red shirt so bad, right? So then I go, all right, bro, I'm busy. So do me a favor. I'll, I'll let you know what's up. We're going to go through the weekend. We're going to deliver our slides. Uh, if you don't hear from me by Tuesday, okay, text me. Then they text me on Tuesday. Hey, Mr. Nick, you said to text me on Tuesday, right? And then you kind of go through um, that little process with them. Um, I, I don't do this on purpose. I'm notoriously a terrible text messenger. Um, right now I have... 504 unread text messages <laughs> legit um i don't ever go in if you ever text me back and, I, and it says okay sounds good i don't ever go open that so that's most of what those are but but uh i'm a slow texter i mean i have 26 facebook notifications 11 facebook messengers nine dms on instagram 16 on event hawk you know what i mean like it's just i'm just bad at texting so it almost ends up like i'm playing hard to get by accident um, but, but by the time I hire them, they're like, Oh, fucking thank God. My guys will come in and be like, dude, 
are you going to text him back? I'm like, oh, I know he texted me yesterday. I'll text, I'll text him back right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Your employees are like, hey, you got to text him back. Yes. But I mean, you know, those are like, like I have a billion of those little teeny tiny things that like, if you don't text people back when they interview, like that's not a good tactic, right? It all works together. Like I need to do a freaking whole entire interview on camera and put it on YouTube. Um, they're kind of, my interviews are kind of wild. Like they're totally weird. Um, but like, um, I've kind of, um, over time created that weird interview. Like you'll be shocked. The shit people tell me you'll be shocked. Like we'll just be talking in a thing. And then they're like, yeah, I've got a convict. I'm a convicted felon. I uh, robbed a grocery store with a gun. <laughs> and you're like, okay, dude. But like, they're so, they get so open um, and, and I don't know if relaxed is the right word, but like we jive on such a personal level, you know what I mean? Um, it's almost unfair to people I don't hire because I'm sure everybody, not everybody, because I'm a, I'm a dick if they answer the questions bad, but, but if they answer the questions decently, like the interview goes really well, right. In their eyes. Um, um, but it's just kind of all part of the, the ecosystem. So that way, when I do hire them, they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you freaking hired me. Right. They come in with this um um yeah they had to chase me you know what i mean like they had to chase me so they come in with this extra level of of like almost like immediate commitment because they know what i do because i know what i'm i'm so serious about what i do so like i said i need to first freaking tape an interview dude and and put it out there um Hey Nick, how many uh, convicts have you hired, and what's the success rate? Um, knowingly, I think zero. Um, I had, did hire some on accident back as an employee, and in that world, they would go through the background process, and then I would get the uh, the phone call like, "Ah, oh, just kidding." Um, for for since I've been an entrepreneur, I think zero. Um, the only the only one um, I've, I did interview one kid. That was, um, I don't know if he was a felon or a convict. I don't remember the whole story. It was like two, it's probably, probably three years ago. Um, he was a pretty good kid, but like kind of the values were a little misaligned and 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 I just didn't feel comfortable. So, so zero, um, would I hire one? I said no two years ago and a lot of people jumped to my shit, but I was just kind of like, sorry, like that is, that is my answer. Um, now that I'm a little further along in the entrepreneurial process and I have a little bit better infrastructure in the business, when I said no, I mean, I think I had two employees. So it's kind of like, and, and, and like they were everything. Like if, if they didn't show up or they didn't want to work or whatever, like it crippled the business. You know what I mean? So, so the, the way I um, kind of formulated my answer back then, or I guess defended myself was that if you if you have a, a a rough criminal past, there at some point in time in your life was poor decision making, and I didn't feel comfortable hinging my business on somebody that had a track record of poor business. I'm sorry, of poor decision making um, to that magnitude. I guess you could say. Now I would be I would be a lot more open to it just because we have a whole ass freaking business. You know what I mean? We have a whole um, 
culture. Like the culture is just not me out there working my ass off. Like the culture exists to where we could take in somebody um, that, that, you know, if they were on the up and up for a long time or whatever, uh, or had a good track record recently, put it like that. Uh, I would feel comfortable bringing somebody in um, if I felt that the the values did align to where we could um, um, have a great relationship. I, I feel comfortable saying that now. Um, one of my good, good buddies hires like almost only um, ex-convicts, like literally almost only ex-convicts and tells me I'm wrong all the time. Uh, um, but it's just whatever. It's just kind of my... Um, a lot of your guys, Nick, are like young dudes, right? Like high schoolers, straight out of college. Yeah. They're more easier to kind of control, I would say. Not control, but like they're more, uh, well, for one, they they have the strength to, they're not, they're, I guess, easier to guide, I would say. Yeah, and that's probably why I've always liked, um, um, I can't, I'd be careful what I say because I don't like Definitely, definitely, definitely not age discrimination, I promise. Um, I've hired people way, way, way older than me in the past. But generally speaking, I can't, I'm naturally attracted, I guess you could say, to that to that rough age group, yes, because like I have such like a coach and mentor mentality that I know that I can be a huge um, impact on somebody that does the right things and believes in me and da-da-da-da-da, right? But, but I love to have that impact on them somebody had their hand raised a minute ago i i did i just i didn't want to take up any more of your time but i'm one of your first points was um you know focusing on people and i'm a big time introvert as well and i always i keep thinking and i heard Tariq saying it last night <clears throat> your customers are are looking for input as they're making this reservation they want to know about what the party's going to be like how the delivery process works and so I'm thinking I've got my first reservation Friday and I, I'm, I should probably reach out to her and just kind of confirm things. Your first time doing it, was it just kind of that cringy feeling? Like, I, I don't want to bother this lady. I got lucky to get a reservation in the first place. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not super introverted. Um, I'm just definitely not an extrovert. Like I can stay home and read a book and just be happy as a clam. Um, but I do enjoy like my friends and stuff. So I'm not, I'm not like super extreme on either scale. Um, but, but <laughs> I do know exactly what you're talking about where you're like, is this like over the top? Like they yeah. just rented it. Like, should I just show up or whatever? Um, so I'll, I think, uh, the way I'll answer the question is I'll tell you what we've done. Um, I've done this for almost as long as I can remember. So from, from very beginning, whenever we got like mildly busy. So what I would do is, um, in the early days when we were less busy and that was like kind of more high touch, I would tell people, cool. Uh, I would tell them this whole process, but the process is we go um, through the whole week. So this week, um, Cassie actually made the drop schedule today because her and I are both have uh, personal plans on Friday. Um, but generally speaking, we don't make the drop schedule till till uh, Thursday. It's not finalized until Friday, like noonish. Like we just kind of wait just to because we take every booking. We take everybody. My sales one last week, you know, I'm high volume, but so I take everybody. So that way we can adjust the, the drop schedule needed. Then on Friday afternoon, we text the entire list, every single person that's getting a, a unit from us that weekend, the exact time we're going to drop off and the exact time we're going to pick up. And then that is the communication. So then if people start asking questions, this, like we had somebody yesterday 
that had texted in to event hawk um it was asking their drop time and like cassie answered or whatever but basically we just say yep you reserve you reserved it at 11 so it'll definitely definitely be there and set up by 11 but you could get dropped off at 7 a.m like restart our drop-offs at 7 15 and then it's just a big loop each truck makes a big loop right like that so wherever you are on the loop is when you get your drop off we'll text you the exact time on friday have you had, have you had people get upset that you well you said you sent out a text have you had people say why are you assuming a do a text or do they prefer email over text or have you learned no they prefer, they prefer text i i okay. I've tried or very early on. I, I tested calling people. Oh my God. People do not want to talk on the phone. It's bad. Okay. It's bad. Okay. So text over email. Yep. Got it. Yep. Text over email. And then, um, you know, when, and when you're less busy, you can, you could potentially do that earlier. Um, some of the stuff that Tariq was talking about last night, I thought was a way too advanced to be telling you guys. Um, you've got to realize he has scaled his business and then turned around and I don't know what it's called, but shrunk it, you know what I mean? On purpose. Um, um, because like he said in the early on, like he realized like, I don't what this isn't what I wanted. Like, I don't want to be this busy, whatever, whatever. So, so he has himself um, priced high. I mean, he's the highest price. The price he gets for his combos, like still shocks me. I don't even get water slides that, that expensive, you know what I mean? But he's built a business that's that freaking healthy where he can charge that premium and then he can do things like reach out to them on, I think he said on Tuesday and tell them the drop time or whatever. Um, mm. I, I was like, I was impressed by the way he does all of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm not even anywhere in that realm. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. He said he's done away with all those ancillaries, like cotton candy machines, all the bigger bounce houses, generators, everything. Yeah. And I don't do, I, I've never even gotten into cotton candy or, or <laughs> the snow cone thing. And I have no zero, I have zero concessions. I just okay. kind of don't want to deal so with it. You're missing a lot of money, Nick. <laughs> I know. I know. Everybody a says lot that. Of that is a lot of money, man. That's an upsell you can do with the cotton candy and popcorn machines. That's upsell. I'm not anti. Not it's not hard. Popcorn, stay away from popcorn, but cotton candy is... And snow cones are so easy. Dude, I'm doing a festival. One of the biggest festivals down, down in San Antonio. We do, uh, like, like New Orleans has Mardi Gras. We uh -huh. have Fiesta. We have Fiesta. That's like our Mardi Gras. So one of the colleges has like a really big event. They called me to provide the snow cone machine for them. I'm not even running it. I'm just gave them the, the I mean, they, they hired the machine. I got a bunch of syrups and pumps and cones and literally they're going to have it all day. I, you know how much I charge them? Like $700. And I'm going to, I'm going to the festival too. And I'm probably going to be drinking and I'm going to probably pass by the stand and just peep, you know, act like I'm not, you know, me, I'm going to kind of just like look around and I'm like, dude, I used to go to this event as a kid, but this is a snow cone machine. Like, it's crazy. It's like it's like being a vendor at Mario. You're like, oh wow, like you see the people who do it. But I'm not even running. It's gonna be the college guys that that run it for the fraternity because it's it, the events on a college and and I'm like, wow, that's I'm like, that's easy money. Like yeah. literally, I probably spent about $150 on syrups and cones. Like, and I'm, I drop it off at eight o'clock, pick it up at 10 p.m. Like, come on. That's like, cool. 
You gotta get snuck on, Nick. Got it. <laughs> Easy maybe. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, my my theory, and and not that I'm right, by the way. Uh, but but my theory always was right. Um, well, I grew up in shoe sales. Okay, and in shoe sales, right? You got shoes, and you got like a big rack of socks, and you got shirts all over the wall, backpacks and shit, whatever. And and people would get obsessed with we need to carry this brand of shirt if we had these shirts, whatever. And uh, when I was a district manager, I'd go and I'd be like, hey, do me a favor. And we go over to the computer. Like they pull up the, the categories, right? I'd be like, okay, follow that line across. Okay, what's that percentage right there? They'd be like, 1.2. Like, cool. Shirts are 1.2. Will you shut up? Can we go focus on shoes? Follow the line across. What is it? And they'd be like, 91.2. Like, 91% of the business comes from shoes. Can we please just go focus on shoes? I don't want to talk about anything but shoes. 91% of our money, of our dollars, top line revenue comes from shoes. Let's go do shoes. Let's go do shoes. And so that was like when I started the jump off, it was like people, uh, you know, my when the company was younger, newer, my friends, you know, were all interested in it. And they'd be like, you need to get that. You need to get that. Oh my God, you should get, you should get movie projectors and do movie nights and you get speakers and did it. I'm like, Dog, if I go buy an 18 foot water slide, I know it's gonna make between 10 to 12 thousand dollars this year. I'm gonna go spend my money on an 18 foot water slide until I have enough 18 foot water slides where another one won't add any money. Then we may branch out and do tents or or projectors or whatever. Um, with the concessions, it kind of falls under that, but I realize that that is the socks. Okay, concessions is the socks, the sock tower that you upsell with the shoe. Okay. I understand that. Um, I'm just not an upsell guy. I'm just not, I'm, I'm just not, I never was, I never have been. So I'm always like, Ugh. but you I, don't need I, upsell. I, it, Nick. Yeah. Like if, I, they I just didn't. take it. Water slides and, and snow cones are like shoes and socks. They go together. They are your ticket. So. You're, you're already going to the address. Might as well get paid more for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then the but I do, I do agree with what you're saying though. Yeah. Tents, That's one of my, tables, Speed, yeah. So I've yeah. I added tables and chairs pretty early on, and 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 they do me, they do me, they they bang in May and June, and then the rest of you just kind of meh. But um, um, yeah, I'm like, dude, I'd rather just have the speed of let's go freaking dominate the the slides. We'll end the route thirty minutes early, or I don't know, I'll get to see. How long is how long does the setup take take you with two uh, the two guys setup uh, and so pickup? Yeah, so setup of pretty much everything except the mega setup, our twenty-seven foot dual lane and our twenty-two foot dual lane. Setup of everything else is thirty minutes or under for sure, no question. Pickup is about the same, but it's over. Like for for some of the water slides, it's over thirty minutes, but not quite forty-five. With the exception of the two I just mentioned, one is forty-five minutes, one is eh, sixty. But how many people are doing your teardown and pickup? two pretty much two i think we're running this weekend um we have shitty weather coming through again so it like torpedoed the weekend we were on pace for a banger and then nobody's booked anything in the last couple of days but we have saturday there's a one-man route that's all combos and i'm nice so i put on there that it could be a two-man route but nobody else threw their name on it with tyler and then there's a, another one or two man route. It's got a 21 foot slide and an 18 foot slide. So that's going to be a two man. 
And then on Sunday. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Yo. Okay. I didn't know you guys could hear me or not, but I know you was talking. I was talking about the uh, the machines. Here's my thing. Yes, it makes great money. It's a great add-on. My issue is the cleaning. I used to make a killing of them, but I cannot stand cleaning these cart candies, the snow corn, and popcorn machines. It's just, it drives me sing. Popcorn what, sucks. What? Snow cone and cotton candy are easy. Yeah, that's true. Snow cone, all you need is some hot water. I'd get rid of my popcorn. Just some hot water and a little bit of soap, yep. you're good to go. But mm-hmm. so what? What are y'all process of cleaning the machines? I think that's really the the the, the issue there. It takes me about twenty minutes to clean a popcorn machine. I hate I hate my popcorn. It depends on how much butter's in there and all that. There's a, popcorn can take me up to twenty to forty minutes. Uh, snow cone machine. I mean, literally, it's just water. I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing really gets in the in the machine. No syrup. So you just clean it with some soap and some water and dry it down and wrap it up. I, I wrap all of mine. Uh, I wrap my with surround wrap. I'll kind of show you guys right now. Um, let me see. I just clean. Usually when, on Wednesdays is when I clean all my stuff. Oh, all right. See, I wrap. Once it's done and clean, I wrap it up. Doesn't get dusty, doesn't get nothing, nothing gets inside of it. So they stay looking nice and clean. Yeah, um, I, got, I got plastic wraps. And then when you bring when you bring that to a customer's house, people are like, oh wow, that looks nice, you know, because your stuff looks clean, it looks taken care of. Oh, um, yeah, you gotta do that. Cotton candy, I mean, like you said, you turn the thing on or you take the bowl out, you rinse it with some hot water and some soap, turn the head on throw some hot water in it and a little bit of some soap and it kind of cleans it up on its own. Really. You don't really have to do much to it. Um, you can, I mean, if it looks all black and stuff inside of it, like it looks all dirty. I mean, you can just kind of scrub it with a, a wire brush if you need to, but a lot of times it cleans it. It kind of cleans itself. I mean, popcorn is the one that's just terrible. I hate popcorn. I, I would get rid of my popcorn machine. But I do inflatable movie screens. So a lot of the times, a popcorn machine does go yeah, out. I made $2,700 off the, the movie screen and the popcorn machines last year. Oh, movie screens are amazing. Yeah. You, can, you, can, you can see the thing with concessions is, is that it helps you get your foot in the door with a lot of corporate people. A lot of um, schools, a lot of you know stuff like that. Like I, I don't know, I don't know how many times my snow cone machine's gone out this year, just for you know simple, simple festival or not even festivals of schools. Like we 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 did a middle school. They had a little festival, and one of the teachers rented our cotton candy and snow cone, and I mean that was easy money. It's just like. Product from gold metal to clean your popcorn machines that kettle clean. I, I do, yeah, the kettle cleans good. Yeah, yeah it I takes me 15 20 minutes max. Yep. I mean, and yeah. I'm done with a popcorn machine 15 minutes. Yep, yeah, yeah. Usually, Windex to windows, Windex to front, uh, that kettle clean for the pot. Um, 
I mean, me, I'm detailed, so I, I have to get all that butter, especially on the top. The, the, the top has butter on it, too, uh, on the ceiling of, of the roof. So, yeah, I look up sometimes because sometimes we miss that. That's a major thing I see a lot that gets dirty that my guys kind of miss. But it takes, yeah, I mean, sometimes it can take 20. Sometimes it can take, like, 45 minutes. It's it, pop. I just hate the popcorn machine. It's just broken. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a long time cleaning a window. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's well, more than that. Because I, I started unscrewing the plates, make sure I get all the kernels that hide under there. Because sometimes if you don't, I mean, I have a Northwestern popcorn machine, which is pretty standard that a lot of people have. But sometimes kernels go like inside of the, the little thing and I, I unscrew it and it's it's a process it's a process this depends on how because some people do pre-clean them before they give them back to you some people don't some people you know it's just really depends. what uh how much does do you i don't know if you're near your computer or not but how much did um whatever the snow cone machine make last year no let me see that. Yeah, if you're not near your computer no worries that's what it comes down to me it made a lot i know i'll tell you that I, i'll tell you it it paid itself like Three, four times. Oh, let me see. I can pull up. Yeah, because like the yeah. ROI is obviously important, like how much it costs oh, versus oh. how much it makes. But yeah, um, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if we're talking two thousand bucks here, I'm not saying I'll never get one. If we're talking two thousand, oh, more than more than two thousand. More than that, yeah. It's Way more than two thousand. So what if you I think about it, if you do it, if you do it for an add-on with each inflatable which a lot of times they do go out, and I have two of them. That's an extra $75 to $100, depending on how much you charge as an add-on. Yeah. Now, if, it's, if it's by itself, minimum, you're going to pay 100 Minimum, and that's kind of, I mean, some everybody's different. I don't know. I know some people do it for 50 I know some people do it for 150 If you're going to get it by itself for 100 and then if you want extra servings, I'll do about 30 to 40 extra for 50 extra servings um and the cones alone for 200 cones is like seven dollars i was just there at the shop the um you can get a lot of stuff for cheap same thing with uh snow uh cotton candy cotton candy is dirt cheap you buy that big giant box of of the of the sticks and and get get two of those rods wrap them in saran wrap that's a hundred that's already 50 servings and that's what I get, 50 servings. And then the cart, the cartons, they're about like $6. Like easy, easy $60, $70 ROI. Like See, not because uh, what the reason that like right now is where I'm thinking about it is because I'm working on I get this set. I'm working on and for whatever reason, like I fucking like low-key like broke inflatable office trying to set these up but these party packages is what yes. i'm working on and so right now i have them set. so i went out and bought five of these pop-up tents and then i think this one works better yeah there you go so i went out and bought uh yeah like five of these pop-up tents and then got the chairs slide and then two tables and so i have like uh i think I have 15 tables and so I was like, let me put this together. Justin gave me this idea. Justin's, but just, yeah, he packages everything. Yeah. And his, his is like probably snow cone with tables, chairs and the inflatable, I think. 
Um, but I just bought the pop-ups instead. So I'm like, I'm going to do the pop-ups and to see how this goes. Um, and these have gotten some good traction, but like there's only two in there because inflatable office, like, again, I like low key broke inflatable office trying to build these. Uh, but I think we have them set now to where I can go in. Cause I already have the fucking pictures made for everything. I'm just waiting for them to get the software side. Right. So that way I can go in and add them all in. Um, but obviously I would do a package, you know, I would just do another freaking whole package for this same type of deal with cotton candy or with snow cone, whatever I would get, maybe with a tent, maybe without a tent. I don't know. Just kind of play with it and see what, what, what works best. But um, I liked Justin's package idea. So I put this on there and then like, bing, instantly had people asking um and somebody rented the somebody rented this one last week so yeah my packaging has um i have two combos that come with the snow cone machine i don't put chairs in mine because i'm in south texas so we're all hispanic so two tables and, and 12 chairs that that's just only the immediate house like that's not including cousins and <laughs> grandpa and grand like dude there's times where i have like 10 tables and 66 chairs going out to just one party it's insane oh yeah my so that's, that's why i don't package yeah, tables and chairs into mine but i i usually throw in like a yard like jumbo connect four is a guarantee hit do you have any games nick yeah so i just bought okay. um the Jumbo Connect Four, the Giant That's always yeah. And then um, Cornhole, and yeah. all three rented to all three rented. Actually, the entire rental was just that. It was over the minimum, but I get that a lot. Yeah, the guys were like, "That was like the easiest shit I ever did." Like, yeah. what like I get those a lot for church retreats, uh, for like like their uh like teen night and stuff like that. Like they don't want because a lot of times people don't want to deal with an inflatable and they just want some sort of entertainment. Right. And, uh, and and we'll do bubble machine, cotton candy machine, um, a whole bunch of other stuff. And it'll be an order of 200 bucks. And I'll be like, heck yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you about that, uh, that Connect Four. I, I thought about it, but man, I just afraid I have to be looking all over the backyard for those donut things. Nah. <laughs> Are you having that issue or do they put them all and they keep them together? I haven't had I was worried about my guys losing them. I keep them all in bags like this. Yeah. You keep them, bags. You yeah, keep them in bags that, like this? Exactly like no. That. Well, I'm not talking about. And you break them down. Them. I'm talking about customers, you know. They're the little pretty kids good grabbing them. them. They get inside the house. They get all over the place. Just so, count them. Yeah. So I'm working on, I, I kind of have the rough draft, but I don't have it, it done um, because I bought them. That lady rented them so quick it wasn't done. But I'm basically going to make a separate uh, rental contract for those. That I think I'll just probably make it easy and have them sign when we drop them off. But basically, like, hey, if we come to pick this up and pieces are missing, you're going to be charged, right? And the charge will be more than the cost of the replacement, obviously. Um, you know how much it is, though, for those replacement rings? And I can't even find them on Amazon. But before, before or when COVID was around, right when COVID happened, I haven't been able to find replacement pieces. But it's like almost 60 bucks for just like six or eight of them. <clears throat> So then, yeah, like one missing is going to be 60 bucks. You know what I mean? So then we can use that money to buy six of them. Um, but but basically what we're going to do is say, right, and they'll have to be uh, obviously a verbal conversation too and then like cool sign here. But that way 
they know like, oh shit, don't lose these. And then let's make sure and let's not only not lose them, let's put them all back in so we make sure they're there before the guys get here. So that's the whole that's gonna be the whole purpose with with the little extra waiver. With the John Jenga, we actually built our own. Uh, we built two sets of John Jengas, and they've gone out like crazy. And I think it was cheaper to build them than it was to actually buy them. So of ours it's, not, well, it's not that bad. You just buy some two by eights or two by tens. Just depends on how long you want your John Jengas. And then you just it's 18, 18 towers. I mean, it was a bitch to sand them all but once it's said and done it it was it's very rewarding to um have people rent them it's like yeah i did that you better appreciate it <laughs> that's awesome that's but, awesome yeah. yeah ours came in uh i got them off amazon right because we rented them on like a wednesday for that saturday i'm like okay amazon here we go <clears throat> and the the jenga comes in dude it's like this big it's shockingly small i was like oh i thought they'd be like that like two by fours no 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 they're tiny like i guess like it builds up to four feet tall or whatever when you stack it or something i think that the one on amazon is the tabletop version there's a tabletop version and then there's the giant jenga mm-hmm. a lot of people like the tabletop version because if you're you know you got tables chairs you know they like playing on the table as well yeah so i was thinking about uh building and i don't really want to build it like i do because it'll be fun but like i just don't i know it's going to take freaking forever uh but i want to build the big ass version because i think that would be cool where's the best place to get the connect for dude amazon so i went on amazon and the one i was gonna buy like the one i'd like already shopped and priced out was like 200 bucks um, and it's pretty slick. It, it looked a lot like, I don't know who was just showing the, the bags, but it's got the carrying bag. It's slick. And then there's like on Amazon, there was like a little option that said the 2022 version. Like, okay, let me click that. So I tap it and the same exact picture is pops up, but like it was smaller, like it barely moved and it went down to 99 bucks. It was half off. And it said one left. I'm like, oh yep, we're doing that. And so I got it for freaking like 99 bucks, 98 bucks, something like that. Um, but most of them I think are 200. And the, that like Amazon is four foot tall one. Like how big one? is it? Yeah, it's uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, let's see. I've seen some that were like four feet, four feet tall and three feet wide, or three feet tall and four feet wide. Yeah, yeah like the big so it says like three and a half feet tall, but 220 bucks. <laughs> hey, I got a question while you're looking that up. So for your packages, when you put the like tables and chairs and, and the moon bounce or the tables and chairs and uh, concessions, do y'all take our prices up or I mean, how, how do you package them? And what do you take off of them? So what I did, <clears throat> so I got the unit plus two tables plus 12 chairs plus the pop-up tent. And then I basically minus the chairs out but then you got i then i rounded to a nice even number so i may discount 24 23 26 i just try to get it to a nice even amount will you show that again nick what's that will you show that again the connect four yeah 
So how much was that? Uh, Two twenty-four. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. You want the one with the bag because that comes with the bag. That's the one I got. Yeah, I had gotten that and they brought it to a customer the other day. It's actually really nice. Yeah, I was surprised. I got a second one. I was I was super shocked, but yeah, I got it for I got it for a hundred and something. I don't know. Let me see how much I paid for mine. Yeah, the one we got was the 2022 version, and it was still 224. Um, and it came with the bag. But from what I looked on Amazon right now, they cost the same amount with the same bag. There's no difference. It just says a different year number at the end, which is weird. But it's Amazon, so 97 bucks. Wow, dang! Couldn't believe it. One left. I was like, hot damn! Dang, you just <laughs> how much that rented out for? I might have missed that. Uh, I don't even know, dude. I I threw it up there so fast. I don't even know. Let me. I'll go look and see right now. It's like fifty bucks or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, let's see. Giant. Uh, forty-five. Yeah, forty-five. Oh, a good number. Yeah, and then my the Jenga was forty, cornhole boards forty-five. Yeah, it was a good little thing. I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it gets rented out in the summer once um, the parties get bigger. Like right now, it's all combos for like little kids parties. Anybody got the uh, the black like steel chairs? I got like seventy steel chairs. I just bought forty. Of the white uh, plastic chairs, but I got I noticed that the black steel chairs they get all these little scratches on it from like transporting and stuff. Is it a way to paint them? Or? I'm about to cause I'm about to sell them. Just get, <laughs> just get heard, the white and black plastic chairs. <laughs> like, yeah, I've heard um, I've heard actually mixed reviews about those chairs but um mostly negative mostly negative i don't and i don't remember all the comments but like uh if you get the little like crazy hanger thing that they hang on like people like them more <clears throat> i'll show you the ones that i've got um but yeah um these are the ones i bought these but these again i bought these from amazon um, not those those suck do not buy those do not buy those these ones yeah, I bought these from Amazon. I think it was. You got those from Amazon? I, just, I just bought those. Those look just like those. I just bought them from Home Depot. And they just had like a sale for $92 for like five of them. So I went on and bought 40 of them for $90. That's good. Yeah. These are, this was like right at a thousand bucks for 50, but then Prime. So it's free shipping. I'm like, yes, we'll take the free shipping. Um, I priced them out at tent and table. They were a little more expensive, um, which I was cool to pay for that, right? Because like I believe in tent and table, I had no idea what the hell those chairs were going to be. But then shipping was like two twenty five. I'm like, yeah. dude, we're talking a difference of four hundred bucks. I'm like I'm going, I'm going Amazon on this on this puppy. All comes from the same person, anyways, probably. That's kind of what I was hoping. I don't know that, but like that. Because even like Easy sells those too. Like they all sell that exact one. <laughs> Looks exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, and the markup on it, like the markup on it can't be great. You know what I mean? They got me. Stay. Hey, Nick, great call. I got to jump, but it was awesome to see all you guys. Cool. Thanks, Darren. Bye-bye.
We just um, got ours from Menards. Um, and they're the up to four four hundred pound value, and they're they're like an off white. Um, and we just rented them, and they're really easy to clean, but they're like thirty bucks a piece. It's ridiculous it's the cost. So of course we have to rent them out. You know, it instead of two dollars a chair, it's four dollars a chair, and someone's like, well. This this company near us has two dollars a chair, and we're like, I, I don't know what to say. Sorry, this is what we got right now. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of uh, yeah. I'm I, like mine don't go out that often. It's weird. There'll be a a random week, like there was a random week where we had all fifty of those out, and then I, those ones I told you not to buy. I have I think I have thirty of those, but twenty nine because we lost one somewhere, but. Um, and we had to send those on a rental. So we had like all 50 of the little ones out and then had to send like 10 of the other ones. But then generally speaking, they just sent a big stack in the freaking warehouse doing nothing. It's bizarre. Um, let's see. Anybody else have other questions about, uh, I mean, really anything at this point, it doesn't matter. When should I move out of this garage? <laughs> um so i did let's see i was in my garage up until 20 something units um and it was covid time so like it was goofy ass inventory at three slip and slides like we couldn't buy anything back then so uh, it was kind of a goofy inventory but i had 20 something units i had it all organized but like the the garage was all just all freaking slides and bounce houses um i made the jump let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I think I did because the first year in business we did eighty-five thousand. Second year in business we did one twenty-five. I think that was the year that I that was when I made the jump and moved everything over to storage units, and so basically took everything out of the garage and more or less every single thing jump off related all went to to two storage units um, that were pretty close. They were like seven minutes down the road. Um, it was amazing. Kind of like your brain can like walk into your garage and not to grab a beer and, and not see slides everywhere. Like there is something that's like, and don't get me wrong in the early days, I'd walk out to grab a beer and see all those slides in there. And like, Oh my God, just the level of pride. Like I was so stoked. But like you kind of, it kind of gets like old, you know what I mean? Then we moved yeah. into the, the, the storage units, and then we were in the storage units for about a year and a half, I think. No. Yeah, about a year and a half. No. And, I have a little. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say I have a little tip. Um, I'll wait till you're done, but I have a little tip if you're interested in getting some uh, tables and chairs and how to avoid the shipping costs from this one place I go to. I'll wait for you to. Oh, cool. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, so I moved into the storage units. Uh, it was a lot of it was freeing and amazing, but a lot of it was a pain in the ass because you still got to clean them. We still had to clean them at my house, you know what I mean? And then trailer them over to the storage unit. The storage units weren't big enough. That's just where I live. Like storage units are just kind of uh, hard to get and not big enough. And so the only person that could put them away correctly was me because you had to put them away right. Um, so it was, it was, Freeing and draining at the same time, um, and then we got the we got the small warehouse uh, last year, I think in May, and that was just like, oh my god, they all are at a place and can get cleaned there. It was amazing. Um, 
but I would say to move out if you've got a storage unit place that you can get a, a good size storage or multiple good size storage units next to each other. I would, I would, I would do it pretty soon. How many units do you have? Got like uh, what we got? We got ten to twelve. We got ten. We got twelve bounce house combos and slides, and then we got like two a lot of concessions. Oh, got you. Yeah, I mean it's up to you. It depends on how much money you're making, and how much money uh, storage units go for. I was getting mine. I went over to the next county over, which is kind of uh, rugged, and so, but it's like, but I'm like kind of close to the county line, so it's like right there. Um, so I was paying one ten for the ten by no the twelve by fifteen, and then like. No, I think I was paying one ten and one fifty for each, and one was smaller than the other one. One was a ten by twelve, and one was a twelve by fifteen. I think twelve by twenty, twelve by twenty, twelve by twenty. Um, but it was it was way better, you know what I mean. And then um, it's easier to load slides. It's easier to load slides at six a.m. at a freaking storage unit than it is in your own freaking driveway. So. My wife just corrected me. We just bought two more cotton candy machines. Apparently, V, our cotton candy machines are made by Vivor, and they got like a sale going on with the pink ones, and it's like one one twelve for a cotton candy machine, and we charge seventy dollars for the cotton candy machine. Where did you get that from? Vivor, V E V O R. Where? All right, cool. I'll check that out. Put that in the chat. What'd you say? <laughs> v yeah, let me see. Uh V Bar Home. I'm gonna show you right quick. Let me turn my camera back on. So this is the blue one that we got. Where's Raina? She's in a playroom. So it's got the it comes with the it don't come with the bubble, but the uh your camera's not on, bro. Oh, uh, there we go. See it. There we go. It's the 20 inch, 20 inch dome, and we got the you buy the little uh plastic dome to go on top of it. And then we buy like some, uh, it's got like some uh, wrap that goes in it that catches the cotton candy if it flies away or whatever. And we got the snow cone machine. I ain't going to lie, that dome, I bought a brand new dome and it's been sitting sitting in the garage. It's never gone out. No one ever wants that dome. I've never used that dome. We just, uh, we just take it with the dome because, you know, some people like to have it in the house. But yeah, yeah. these pink ones right now are on sale for like $112. That's crazy cheap. And then you charge like $65 to $70. Return a profit. First rental, you already know. Two <laughs> rentals, you paid for. <laughs> so but people don't like using the dome? I've never used it. I, I have it. and I, I actually have a customer this weekend. She had it on. And then um, she just said, do I really need it? I'm like, I never really see people using it she took it off we offer for free but 
I've never I've had a name for two or three years and it's never gone out. I just keep it in case somebody happened to ask for it. I have it. That's interesting because I had finally tested the con candy machine like the night before I had it rented. I'm like, man, this con candy goes everywhere. Maybe I just stuck at con candy. Start to get that twisted in there. Some people are professionals and they got the YouTube video. You can just watch a YouTube video. You get pretty good at it. That's what's up. I might have a pink cotton candy machine coming my way then. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a sale. It's a sale right now. And then if you sign on, concessions like, are like, sounding much better now, huh, Nick? They give you like a little discount once you sign up for the email and all that. I send you a little text message. That's cool. Meanwhile, I think I spent like a thousand on the Econo Floss Easy Clean. Really? Dang. Yeah, it's expensive. Hey, Kevin, how often do people request that dome? Because we just got ours about a month ago, and we're thinking about getting the dome, but I've been telling my husband not yet because no one's actually asked for it. But how often do you get those requests? Well, I just, I just include my dome. Uh, I, I've never used a dome. I've had one person rent from us with the dome and one with, with one time without the dome. And they said they liked it because it, it keeps it, especially if you're going to have it in the house, because that cotton candy starts flying everywhere. It gets, it just starts floating in the air. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's especially why I got you, it. Yeah, that's why I got it. Just for that reason. If you're not ready for it. So if you got to, you got to kind of like test the market, see if they had one without the dome and with the dome, um, and if they did, then I'm pretty sure they'll they'll like it with the dome. Yeah, I just include it with the dome, and every time it goes out, it goes out with the dome. I mean, I don't have an option. I always send it out with it. I think the dome usually ranges about $90 right now on, like, Amazon or Wayfair and stuff like that. It's like $90. Yeah, because we got our cotton candy machine from Amazon, but it did not come with the dome. I mean, we could have added to it, but it was, I think an extra $104 at the time and we didn't have it. So I'm just curious if it's really worth the um, expense, you know, all with um, make smart money choices, but if it's worth it, we will get it. Cause it does go out quite a bit. It just, we never get complaints, but just curious what your guys' thought was. Cool. Yeah, I may have to test the waters of the old con candy machine for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I forget who uh, who was asking about the tables and chairs. If you're going to get extra tables and chairs, um, what I use, and this is a lot like a little trick here. If you're going to need, if you're just starting out, you need about uh, 20, 30 chairs. Um, I use a web uh, Webster Websterant store. What you can do is you sign up for the uh, Plus, and they give you free shipping. So I'm looking at Amazon right now for 10 chairs is 154 for uh, 20 chairs on Amazon. It's $400 on Webster.com. It's $309. So you get the free shipping and you can turn it off because after 30 days, they'll start charging you a, a monthly fee. But if you're going to just bulk up or, or load up on a whole bunch of chairs and tables, use that free shipping and you can load up on all your tables and chairs. You're going to get 50. So right now it's three hundred nine dollars. With the tax, it might be about three fifty, three seventy five. That's cheaper than Amazon. Um, I'm looking at, and you get that free shipping, and you can you can get cotton candy machines and everything from there as well. They got popcorn machines, 
cotton candy machine. So if you're just starting out, you want to use that free shipping. That's the where to go if you want to, you know, start loading up on that. Because repeat that for me. Again? Yeah, what's I missed the website. Websteron.com. Here, I'll put it in the chat here. I was gonna say, are they are they your any particular charities you guys recommend? Because we started off and was like, oh, we're gonna go and get, and we went to Home Depot and got those lifetime chairs, and they are they're they're terrible for storing, for yeah. transporting. Um, and so I want to offload those somehow, but then replace them with because we always get like fifty chair orders, and we only have thirty, so we end up having to partner with someone and as becoming unreliable, I would just rather get to 50 and just be like, that's my cutoff, 50 chairs and, you know, 10 tables or something. Yeah, so when I first started up, I, I, I built everything on uh, Webster.com because they have the Carnival King brand um, cotton candy machines. They have all that stuff. They have snow cone machines and all that good stuff. And then what you do is you pay for that, for that little plus thing up there, you get that plus and it's free shipping. They ship you everything for free. So you load up on all the tables and chairs that you need and, you know, snow cone machines. If you need, um, um, if you need, um, uh, um, the uh, snow cone flavors, they have that, they have popcorn bags, they have popcorn, everything. And you just go in here and get that free shipping. Then after 30 days, you cancel it because they start charging like $199 a month for the shipping. Or if you still, if you're going to get your supplies and stuff. Um, but the chairs that you want are the ones that I put in the chat. Because they stack easy, and that's what the most people with bouncy house companies use. It's those folding. I think it's called Lancaster chairs or something like that. That's crazy. I've never heard of this before. Yeah, and you could, they got cotton candy machines, popcorn machines. They got carts. They got um everything. Are those the chairs there? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. no. You, you don't want no. those ones. Those I put like it there. in the chat. Uh, I think you just put your cart in the chat. Oh. It's called Lancaster. Let me see. It's probably this. There we go. Oh no, that's like a bench thing. Just um, let me see. That one. Those are the fanback one. No, 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 yeah. Here, let me try to put it in chat again. These are the ones that everybody. That show up this time. Yeah, right there. Click on the brown one right there. See that brown one on the left, left, right hand side right there. Click on that brown one. Yeah, then you can change the colors. You can go to the white ones. If you click on that brown one, you can go. They have all kinds of different colors. So it's yeah. So if you go down to the white one right there, one with the grayed out screen. Oh, so there you go. The, yeah, there you go. So you can get the different colors. And the more you order, the cheaper they are. But if you get that 30-day um free shipping thing you can get everything you want and it's free shipping 13 bucks a chair that that makes sense because I, I need to order um i need 50 more chairs i have like 100 chairs now but i need 50 more uh, and i was about to order them from um from 10 tables <laughs> and uh yeah that's gonna save me about like 400 bucks yeah yeah, just make sure to watch that 30 days because you'll get so busy, you'll forget about that 30 days. Then that $99 pops up. You're like, what's this $99? Oh, no, yeah, I'm going to put it on my calendar, bro. Then I'm going to hit my calendar. <laughs> that's crazy. It happened to me once. <laughs> 50 chairs and 700 bucks. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that as well. What do, what do you guys use to stack them? Like, I, I've seen people have them, like, all in a stack, and then they, you know, ratchet them together. Is there a certain kind of card or something for that? Or I know, like, yeah, the that's, dining that's, table people are just saying, you, like, a cart. You can, like, put it on top and just use a dolly to transport it. Yeah, yeah that's if you use them in your trailer. But, I mean, typically my trailer is full with, with inflatables. And so all I can put my chairs on is my truck, like, you know, my truck uh, bed. So I don't, I mean, I don't know how people even do that if they have a trailer just for chairs. Yeah, we do. So I put them on, like, the little roller carts that uh, I buy them from Harbor Freight. They're, like, uh, 17 bucks a piece. And so what we'll do is we'll put that day's order on the roller cart and ratchet strap it to that. And then you can just roll it across the warehouse and then like the, it's gravel. So I have had guys actually just wheel them through the gravel. It's a little messy, but you can just um, freaking pick it up with the dolly and just go plop it on the trailer and then ratchet with them. You just ratchet strap it to the rail of the trailer. Okay, cool. Thank yeah. you. You never run into issues with the with space with your, with the, uh, the house houses and the cart? With the uh, chairs, we haven't. Um, I just started doing the cart thing a couple weeks ago. Um, we had two one of those random weekends, we had two of them, but where the, all the chairs went out or whatever, and so that's when we we did it. And um, the inflatables didn't fill the whole trailer, it's all combos, so it's a big deal. We don't, we, yeah. we rarely feel because we have 16 foot trailers, so we rarely fill it up on a drop off day because you just can't get enough. You don't have enough time to fill that trailer on a drop-off day. We'll fill it up though on a pickup day, so that that would potentially be an issue. Yeah. But the guys forgot the carts when they were going to do the pickups anyway, so they ended up in the bed of the truck on the pickups because they didn't take the carts. Let's say all right. Um, other questions? You guys got other, uh, other, uh, other stuff you guys want to talk about or what? Otherwise, it's going to be a short show. Which is cool. Oh. Four-hour show. Take it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I had one more because I've seen this starting to come up. I see a lot of people posting about the, the monk steaks. Oh, um, yeah. Because what I ran into this past weekend, this is our, our busiest weekend. And so we had a, had an event. Um, and two of the backyards we went to, they they just, I don't know, they just don't water their grass ever. And we haven't been getting rain. And we just could not get the stakes in. We tried to go on ankles. And so I heard some people like, oh, these monks will go through concrete without bending and blah, blah, blah. And I just wanted to know, I mean, are they, that, do they make that much of a difference when you hit those yards like that? So we have, uh, generally speaking, the, the ground around here is very, very soft, but we do have um, this, this fancy, fancy, fancy gym that rents from us all the time. And I have no idea what this little lot, um, like it's next to their pool and the, in between the pool and the tennis courts. And it's a big grassy area. And you go to send an anchor through and you're like, everything's all good. And you get about this deep and then it feels like you hit concrete. It yeah. is wild. I have no idea. It's like they have a packed gravel base under their grass right there. It's wild. And it's, it's all over. No matter where we put units, um, they usually rent two at a time. So no matter where we put units, it's a beast. Um, 
the monk steaks. Um, so I was, I was, uh, I went back to the truck to get something. I don't remember. I think the signs. And I come back and Trevor's just going to town. And like, I'm like, bro, stop. You're just gonna, you're just gonna bend it. Um, and the, and the monk steaks, I bought the ones that are like custom painted red and they were, they were right as rain. There was no issues, no issues at all. Um, and I don't know, like, right. I don't have a lot of experience with hard ground because it's not what we have here, but in that particular, at that little yard place in the gym, if I, if you wail on the stakes with the biggest sledgehammer that we have, they go nowhere. But if you just take the, if you kind of choke up on the hammer and just hit real soft, it'll go in. I don't know. Like they, they tell me like, you're the only person that can get these stakes in. I don't know, dude, but you just kind of go nice and soft and it'll just dink right through whatever the hell is down there. Hmm. But, but, um, I got a perfect timing to answer this question. Dude. I'm just moving stuff from one charge to another one. And uh, here are the, See if I can flip this around. Uh, here, here's the difference. So our ground is pretty hard. Uh, I don't know if you can see. And these are the ones that come with the inflatables. And I think they're half an inch or five eighths or something. And these are the monk monk ones. And we've bent a couple of them, like especially at the end at the hook. Like we bend there. But I mean, you can see the difference. Like this one is not that bent. We have some that are like this, like at a horrible angle, but the monk ones are, well, still, still going strong. Where do you get the monk ones? I never heard of that. Uh, just go to monk. I think it's called monk, monk industry. industry. Yeah. yeah. Let me see. I'm seeing my That's uh, the company's name. Okay, I'm in Houston, and every once in a while, I do run into that where you know we just go through a drought and it's hard ground. And at one party, I might bend three. Yeah. So I would definitely be interested in that. Yeah. No, we're very rocky over here, so Monk has been really good. And then I also get their their tarp stakes because we tarp, and these don't bend really either. They're this one, these ten inch ones. Uh, yeah, those, those are, those are these guys right here. Yeah, I didn't even know they made those. Yeah. Uh, 50 for 50 bucks. That's pretty yeah, good. Like, like, sure, they're expensive and then shipping is expensive because they're super heavy, but they're, they're way worth it. Yeah, the ones I bought were... <laughs> The yep, these and and this is probably what you had, huh? The five eights, yeah, yeah. These days, I bought these red ones, five eights by 18. <clears throat> yep, that's what I bought. And yeah. I mean, four dollars per. Um, if I remember, I did, I haven't bought any in a long time, but um, I feel like they were like eight, six to eight bucks at insert place here leisure activities tent table whatever so mm. yeah so like the non-painted ones are are definitely cheaper but i was like ah eh, screw it i'm gonna buy red and see if the guys don't lose them no they still lose them so just buy just buy these ones 
I mean, the colored ones are definitely cooler for a little while, but yeah, they they chip and the they lose their color, but they're still yeah, yeah. kind of colorful. Yeah, they're cool. So I would, yeah, I would give them a shot. Um, see if it's yeah, see if you have better luck with them. But we don't. I mean, we don't bend eighteen inch. Uh, we don't bend the the five eighths stakes. We don't bend those ever, no matter what around here. Never. I don't think I've ever seen one bent ever. Uh, the half inch will mutilate those, but I've bent the five eighth. Who's, who's using the one inch stakes? Oh God, bro! My my last easy slide came with one inch stakes, and I was like, oh. There was a day I forgot the hammer. I literally used a one inch with a one inch as a hammer. They're that beefy. They're, dude, I like them. They're they're nice and fat. You can't like they're hard to miss in the yard too. Yeah, I'm sick of the guys. I had good clients the last two weeks that they're like, "You left one of your red steaks here." And I'm like, "Motherfucker, the expensive one." All right, what else you guys got? Otherwise, I'll go drink a beer with my wife. Just kidding. <laughs> Wednesday, my family never sees me on Wednesday. Oh, you guys, since Justin's here, you guys still doing the training next week, or is that? I'm uh, mega busy and just have done a terrible job prepping. So for sure, I am out. Um, I told Justin, I full blessing if he wants to carry on without me. So, Justin, I'll let you answer that question. Oh, okay, my bad. Hold on one second. Let me uh, let me get it to my computer, and I'll answer everybody. One second. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, um, it's something that um, I I still want to do super bad, um, and intend on doing at some time. I've just ended up so busy. Um, I actually, my mom informed me today that her and I. My dad thinks we both have, I don't remember what she called it, time distortion or time something. And I'm like, what do you mean? And because uh, we're going to a concert this Friday. And I, so I asked the, my parents if they could watch the kids overnight. I was like, sorry, it's last minute notice. Like, I didn't even realize it was this weekend. And my mom's like, yeah, I do that all the time. Your dad says we both have that. I looked it up. It's called time distortion or something like that. I'm like, oh, that does sound like something I have. And so that definitely, uh, that definitely hit me with this whole thing. Um, I wanted to do it super bad, but time just got away from me. So, oh, Justin's joining back in. So, hold on. Oh, he must be joining from his computer. Ah, there he is. But, uh, yeah. You got the hats, Justin. Huh? You got the hats. Phone Daddy has the hats. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. I have all the hats on too. I just don't know. You have an echo. Is there another? Because there's two of you in here. I trying to do Turn your phone off, brother. I did, I I actually exited out of it, but then sometimes it still stays in there unless you like physically go in there and actually exit out of there. Yeah, yeah. Annoying. So this is what the plan is. Anybody that needs this training. We're still going to host the training. Um, we're going to do it in person in Buffalo. It'll probably be a little bit of smaller classes. I'm not going to change the pricing or anything like that because you'll actually get more value out of it because of the smaller prices um, or smaller groups. 
I know there's a guy in Vermont that wants to come down. Adam's still down to come over here. He's in New York, so we can still do the tent class. Um, I know there was a couple people. There's one person in Buffalo that's willing to do it that want, or wants to come check it out. And then there's uh, – I want to see there's a few other people that were messaging me back and forth and a message in Nick, too. So, yep. yes, I'm willing to do that for everybody, too. It's, it's really not a big deal for me. Um, it's literally – before we, my season really gets big. Um, I have the the 420 lounge that takes up a lot of my time for my life too. And tomorrow's our holiday there. We make like one fourth of our revenue and like within like a, a week or two. So, so uh, that's once that's out of the way, I have less stuff to really worry about for that as well. Um, so this, this next week coming up, I'm, I'm free. I have my, my business is running itself. Um, it's it's doing pretty well. I have every every everything's getting answered. My sales are up and ahead of everything. So I've actually been sp- focusing more time on PRK. Um, I actually was did had a meeting with my video editor today because I've like I told you I've been avoiding all the big videos, Nick. Right for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. on purpose and whatnot. And I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I should just I should have done it anyways and just did it. But I. I really feel like once I do how to start a bounce house business, that video, I want to be like super quality, have a bunch of edits in it. I just never felt like it was up to par to something that I could, I could do or want to put my time into. Um, now I could pay somebody to do it. I'm cool. If there's like 10, 20 hours into the video. Um, so those ones we're going to go for where I have a whole bunch of content that's already pre-recorded. We have our video that's pre-recorded. I'm re- That one's pretty ready too. I can send you a link for that too, Nick, but yeah, basically, I'm I'm ahead of the game and the schedule, so I have enough time where I can I can do that for people. Um, my business runs itself for the most part, and it's, it's easier for me because I actually live here, and I don't got to travel across the country like Nick does. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, you know what I mean. Not that his so it's not that his business doesn't run himself too. It's just you know what I mean. His and his business is actually going hard now. Me, I'm only making like two three k a week right now, but uh. It's yours is like probably going, going. So we're yeah, doing we're, that, but I, I'm also going to tease because everybody in the room right now is, is a big fan and um has everybody that's watching right now. You guys watch every week for the most part. We're thinking about doing something pre-IAPA, like down in Orlando. Um, Something like more themed towards buying and what to look for, um, who to look out for. You know what I mean? Different, different things like that. What, like, uh, what units you'd want to start out with if you're just starting and buying, um, different ways of expansion, um, how to not get talked into certain things, how to, how to actually leave with specials and deals and stuff like that. When's the best time to offer deals on, on, on stuff like that. Like basically going over, uh, a mini training course that isn't fully just about um, running your business, but is more of like pertaining to IAPA and growing your business, what to buy, what, what to look out for manufacturers, what makes a good unit, a good unit um, price points. We can actually just like go ahead because they're all their uh, sales will be up usually the day before. So heads up. I I hate the carts. They bend easily. What carts? Oh, it's probably uh he was posting David, were you talking about the popcorn the popcorn machine cart? 
Talking about the cotton candy machine carts. Oh, I just, I just posted a picture of that website I was talking about where the <laughs> cotton candy machines for like a hundred dollars. I don't cart, do that. The carts are like 180, 200, but I got one of them and I'm trying to reinforce that thing. Yeah, them beaver machines are pretty much trash, dog. You want to hit up gold metal. Gold metal is the best, but there's most. So this is how gold metal works. Okay, you ready, everybody? Literally going to give you some of the advice and some of the information that I would give um, at like this IAPA class. Let's just talk about gold medal. You know what I mean? Um, out of like, like when it comes to gold medal, I think the other one is Paragon. Paragon is like twice as cheap than gold medal. And if you're gonna buy cheaper machines or cheaper stuff. I would I would go for a paragon if you're going to go down that route. But to be clear, I would not buy any of those machines that none of the parts are replaceable. Everything's replaceable from from Palmer or not from Palmer sorry, from uh gold metal. Everything's replaceable. They make equipment specifically for the rental industry. Like for example, their popcorn machine. They have a popcorn machine where it has plastic windows with handles in it, so you can grab the machine from the side and have your fingers in it. The windows are plastic, so once you throw it in the truck and or you're driving and it leans over and, and a stake goes through the side of the window, it doesn't fully break and there's not glass everywhere in the food now. It's just, you know what I mean? There's uh, it, They're made for transport, the popcorn machines, the cotton candy machines now that come from, from gold metal. Paragon, the internals, there's... There's a mechanism for the gold metal where you lock it in a place so it doesn't shake for transport. Um, like all the rubber seals, everything, all that stuff can be replaced. The heads can be replaced. The more expensive the machine, the easier it is to clean and the easier it is to take apart and assemble. Um, so like their cheapest machine, I think is around like 700 bucks and their most expensive ones like 950. Don't try and save 250 bucks. Just buy, like buy the more like when it comes to certain products when you're at that level you're better off to spend the extra 250 bucks and then their cotton can their snow cone machine I, there's literally a video on YouTube of them chucking it off of a freaking lift and then like a sky lift 20 something feet in the air and then using it after like that thing is indestructible it's hard plastic like I said before no no uh, glass windows or anything like that. Amazing machines where like you can the when it comes to the snow cone, you can get like a metal one with plastic windows too, I think from Paragon, but I really like the robustness of the eight gold metal 1888s. Like I snow see those fall off the back of trucks, that one crazy video, all that. Like when it comes to popcorn machines, cotton candy machines, I like gold metal. And then you understand now from hearing all that, you understand that when you're looking for a concession machine and you're trying to buy one, it's not just oh what the price is, it's how long it will last. Will will some of it break? How easy is it like if it's gonna just break or fall apart? Um, are are the components replaceable? What is the company's warranty? You know what I mean? Like they're all of these type of things. Um are are basically things you want to know and before you're going to buying something like that and 
these are the type of this is the type of information that we want to put into a giant packet and give it to you like you know what i mean do like a four-hour class or a five-hour class one thing hang out at a bar get drunk afterwards because me and nick likes to part party you know what i mean and then the next day go let you guys loose on iapa on the sale floor um wearing some jump off merch and some prk merch and <laughs> some free stuff basically for coming to the class but that's kind of the the theory and the goal behind uh what we're going to try and do and but like we're just moving what we're going to do here kind of repackaging it moving it over there we'll do this class again too for next year um there's even talks, basically, like I might drop some hints. I might even do one of these class mid-season if it's really needed. I don't know. I don't know what the demand is for this, really. We never really went for the in-person stuff. It's always been a mass over the internet. But over the past year, me and Nick have actually realized that uh, in-person stuff tends to actually sink in better. And you can learn a lot more on one day that'll be better off than like, like these Zooms. You learn so much in these Zooms. But you can only learn so much. Um, like I can't just if you're at my shop right now, I would literally take a go. I would literally take that snow cone machine and just shove it off a shelf. Like there's certain there's certain things you just don't get if you're not in person, and that's the whole point of it. And I will keep talking if you guys let me. If you guys don't chime in and say something. <laughs> you're, no, you're I think muted. I think you're right with the. Uh, I mean. Listen, you got to start the way you got to start, right? Do what's best for you. But I, I think you're you're right when it comes to the quality of gold medal. You know, I started out uh, back in 2000. When I first started out back in 2013, uh, um, I went straight for gold medal. Um, I did buy a couple of um, knockoff machines, uh, but those uh, quickly broke. But you still got to do what's right for you, you know? Um you know what you're trying to do. So, but you're absolutely right. Gold medal, if I think it's the top tier. Uh, it's made for transport. It's made for the rental industry. And, and um, there's, there's the other thing, too. If you only got so much money and there's a freaking Paragon snow cone machine for 200 bucks on Marketplace, I'm not going to sit here and fucking complain to you that, oh, you should have bought the $800 one from Gold Medal. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I'm, right, I'm also right. a realist. <laughs> so i I get where you're coming from too and i even do things where i'll buy cheap like this is my this is my uh whole thing and this could be a whole speech too for for iapa i like to buy when i first started i bought a lot of used units um i know what quality used units look like and i made enough money out of them that i could still sell them and then take that profit I made off renting them and add it to the sale price so I can get newer units. So I wasn't really working about making more money. I'm just trying to have a newer inventory and starting to rotate the stuff out. Um, you got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? So like even like even certain people, I like you can get a lot of deals from people. And some people like in your area, be like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll sell you this bounce house for two grand. I bought it last year for for three, and I made twenty off of it. Now you get it for two grand. You don't got to buy the new one for three grand, and he can take that two grand and some of the thirty k he spent and just bought a new one. (laughs) 
no wear and tear on it. You see what I mean? So it's honestly a win-win for the both of you. A lot of that shit happens at IAPA. Whereas if somebody who's at IAPA, like a manufacturer, is going to tell you, oh, well, it's IAPA season. Go buy a new one. What about the one that's semi-new and $1,000 cheaper? You know, they, they'd rather just make a new one because it's wintertime and get more into the market. Whereas in what's actually better for you? Did you actually just buy a couple of used units and it'd be better off for you? That's your decision. And that's, that's the type of stuff that we like to talk about. Um, I feel like I, I, that's why I really like, but Nick, like he doesn't want to sell bounce houses. I don't want to sell bounce houses. Like I'll sell bounce houses for another company that sells bounce houses and recommend them. Um, I don't want to own a phone company. I'll sell phone machines for phone daddy give you a price, give you a quote and all that stuff. But I don't want to own Foam Daddy because it starts making what we start doing more biased per se. Like even Nick can't talk about, like even Nick can't talk too much about other people's straps and stuff like that. Cause he is in the strap game. Like if you think about it, you know what I mean? Like we all trust Nick, Nick, Nick's smart enough not to mess around with his reputation too. But at the end of the day, some people are going to look at it and be like, oh, well, the strap guy's talking shit about somebody else's straps. The bounce house guy is talking about somebody else's bounce house, like the one that's selling bounce houses. Like it's uh, like they're giving advice and somehow it always leads to buying from them. If you've noticed, like, you know what I mean? Where I like where me and Nick can come out and be like, oh, well, here's just left field from two guys who actually are in the industry and do it and we'll. We're not going to sugarcoat some of the stuff or for you guys, for ourselves, or for any of the manufacturers. <laughs> like, that's I, 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 that's one of the best things that I like about all this. Like, I actually had uh, me and I had clipped, me and Nick did an interview and I, we actually clipped out like tw- like 20 minutes of us just going on a rant <laughs> about people like DMing us. So I, uh, I clipped that out, but I did another video where I was actually talking with, um, two people from that were doing repairs and um like that one's i'm I'm probably releasing this week here um they they do repairs and like they're they literally said that some of the best units made are easy and some of the shittiest ones made and he does the most repairs on our tent and table like his wife was like oh are you supposed to say that that's what they said that's what he decided to say that's you know what i mean that's what he put out there it's like there's other ones that come to mind, but those are the ones that came to mind to him and he wanted to say out there. And now Mark, I personal personal friends with Mark and Brett. And I know them well enough that like they're not gonna like that fully, but honesty, they'll never they'll never discredit it. They realize they they might be messing up somewhere. Their quality in China might be messing up somewhere if it's happening. So th- I feel like if I was a manufacturer, I'd want to know that one of the like oldest repair companies in, in the U.S. is saying about my inflatables. So they wanted me to take that out. I actually convinced them to leave that in there because I think that's extremely valuable. And I don't even really have too many easy units. But after hearing that from that, he literally said that the easy is the Lamborghini of inflatables. That's what he said. Really? I mean, I, I, God, I have, um, let's see, I think I have four easy units and I or no, I think he said ninja. Not he said ninja jump. And I, then I was asked, it was ninja, not easy. Oh, okay. Because I was asking him about the difference between the two. He said they're both good, but ninja still made the same ways as the old ways. 
and it's still not, they're a solid, solid unit. And I was like, that's super interesting to me. Like, like I, I don't know. I find things like that very interesting. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll release that video tomorrow for everybody. Um, I normally like to release them earlier in the week, but I've been slacking. Um, what do you say about Jump Barge? Huh? What do you say about Jump Barge? He didn't say anything about jump boards. I was actually waiting. I asked him about that. He's like, yeah, he's really heard too much about that. And it's like, like jump orange. I feel like, I don't know. Jump orange. I love jump orange. Like I, I don't have any problems with any of their units. I think their bottom vinyl is a little bit thinner, but in reality, I don't think you really need like, like, how much of the bottom do you really need? You know what I mean? You can patch the bottom super easy. It doesn't really need to be that extra super thick stuff. I've had, I've had, I have uh, <clears throat> units that are going on three plus long. What? Yeah, I think Jump Orange, man, it's, it's a hit or miss. I got, I got three units from Jump Orange that I'm four units Jump Orange to, 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 to the fire. I got Name one um, unit that it needs. It needs two blowers, and it was a brand out of the box. It needs two blowers, and what is it? Um, the shark attack, the, the, the um, what is it? Combo shark attack. That's because of design. That thing's bigger, longer, and it freaking has that giant extra freaking um air, like where the shark's mouth is and stuff. Yeah, even what you call it's two is two blower. Everyone I've seen that's like that does not design like that takes two blowers. Bro, if you got an inflatable that's two blowers, unless it's like a forty foot slide, sell it. Two blowers, I'm out. I dig. I, so far, I'll tell you right now, just as a newcomer, one of the things that I dig that everyone's talking about, just the you know, like kind of to touch on what you guys are talking about, the overall level of honesty that everybody in this industry has, like. I don't see anybody being like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Buy that cloud nine one off of Amazon. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. $900, $900, 13 by 13s are great. Um, I dig that a lot because it's it definitely, I mean, when you're starting out, the, the initial uh, investment can be a little daunting for people. So it's easy to take that short route and be like, yeah, sure. I'll buy that $900 jumper. I can take my money back in two weeks. Uh, my best one, my favorite ones, like how the fuck is your business worth 40 K? Uh, <laughs> like, oh, you're selling your house business for 40 grand. You got five, you got 5k worth of inflatables in a trailer. Where the fuck's the other 30? Yeah, that was an interesting post. I saw that one too. I'm, I'm not even, I'm literally not even talking about a specific post. I'm just making numbers up and, and seeing like specific things. It happens like once or twice a week. People, yeah. We, we, we talked about it before on the show, but, but um, somebody was, I don't remember the context of how it all came up. And then I went on a rant, like, like a polite rant, but I went on a rant of the, the inflatable industry is easy to get into because your barrier of entry is low, right? You don't have to go build a coffee shop and buy the equipment. Like it, it's, it's generally speaking easier to get in because it's cheaper right now if you do everything correctly the barrier of entry is a little bit more appropriate right with insurance and everything but but the barrier of entry for somebody that doesn't give a shit about all of that is extraordinarily low right but that also makes your 
exit strategy pretty much non-existent. And what I mean by that is you cannot sell a stable company with any more money than what your inventory is worth. Maybe you can tack on a couple extra thousand dollars for the website uh, if it's been around for a while and has some SEO juice behind it. But, but your inflatable company is worth what your inventory is worth unless two things. Number one, you have people under contract to rent from you. Like under contract to rent from you. Nobody has that. Okay, so that's out the window. Number two, you're me or Justin or maybe a couple other people that have built up equity behind the business doing things that are not related to the business at all, right? So the jump off is probably worth, and I say probably, worth more than the inventory that I have in my warehouse because of the work I've done on the internet to build up equity behind it. The other possible is if you're talking, um, what is it in Boston, the bouncing bees, jumping bees? Busy bees? Yes. Right. That company is so incredibly massive that that even though they don't have contracts of, of the business that's going to come in, they will continue to absolutely dominate that market unless you come in and buy it and totally, you know, totally jack it up. Jump tastic. They do illegal things. Well, I don't I don't know anything about their business. I'm just speaking to the size of their they business. They do they do they do like eight million a year. And they do unlicensed banners. That's crazy. But they've been doing unlicensed banners for years. They only their business model, like like uh sale, great, great people. I just like like they do things that I'm not allowed to do. So then when you're when you like some of the stuff I listen to them, they make a lot of sense. But then like when I found that out, it's like, oh well. It's one of those things. I ain't going to be able to do that stuff because you guys all watched me and I tell you guys not to do that. So why would I be able to? But sure, if I were to go to a major city and I could slap Disney next to my name and my logo and put them on all the bounce houses and have them all around the city, um, then yeah, I could I could do some more advantage too. They also do tents and bounce houses, 20 wides, which I tell everybody, if you want to make some real money, that's what you should do. So that's a smart thing that they do. Um, and the other thing they do is they have all the same shit. All everything's a freaking five in one combo that's the same color that can have an interchangeable banner on it. That's it. Then you have like three different yeah. options of water slides. That's it. It's so funny if you go you to their, four different choices. Yeah, you go to their website. It. They look like a small company, but they do. Yeah, they do. Last I heard it was six million a year. But so like I personally understand where they're coming from. You have all the same units. Your guys can't fuck up shit. So me personally, the, and this is where I like, and they also don't have any theme units. So there's always go out. There's less choices. So it's an easier sale. Whereas in mine, I have a bunch of different themes, but all my combos have the same exact footprint. The stakes go in all the same exact places. All my water slides, they're pretty similar and they're all set up the same. The amount of stakes might be different, but they all go up the same. There's no random fucking U-turn or two pieces or any of that shit. It all goes up the same. The obstacle courses, they know that they, you know what I mean? They roll it a certain way that you, you know what I mean? You roll it so that um, where you put the flap, 
is where the start of the inflatable is for an obstacle course. I when you roll a water slide, you're always rolling front to back. So when I unroll it, it always goes back to front. So when I drop a unit, and this is look, this is when you know you're good and your guys are good. When they drop a unit on the ground and they unroll it and they don't even have to push on it or move it or pull it or anything, it goes right where it lays 95% of the time. There's no extra labor. There's no muscle. Nothing's involved. Then all they do is roll it back up, flip it up. They never even really manhandled this. The, the most they manhandled this bounce house was flipping it on the dolly. Out of that entire scenario, out of every setup that I do, every inflatable is like that because I know how they roll and how they go back. And they're rolled back the same every single time. So there's a standard. And that's how you start getting – that's how you get a water slide up in less than 20 minutes. That's how you get a bounce house up in less than 15 minutes. Like, these, like because there's a standardization, there's less movements, less bullshit. Um, yeah, so I'm just ranting now. <laughs> yeah, so back to what I was originally saying is, uh, the, the, since the barrier of entry is, is low in the industry, you're just not going to be able to sell your business for what you make, right? People try to evaluate the businesses for for the amount of revenue that you do. And it's just like, Hey, that's, that's not how it works in the business world. But, but on top of that is the barrier of entry in the uh, inflatable industry is so low. It's like, instead of buying your quote unquote established business, they'll just go start their own and take market share. Yes. It's a little bit of a longer road, but, but, but not bad, not bad. So, and, and, uh, uh, I didn't, Brandon, I didn't see the, I didn't see the post that you were referencing um i was we were busy today we shot uh, we shot five youtube videos today so um i didn't see the the post but uh that is one of those things that's kind of like a disconnect where it's like you come into the industry you know with with 40 grand you can't get out of the industry with 40 grand because like the inventory depreciates in value i don't know well that's 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 kind of one of the things that i found a little bit crazy in my area anyways looking at used units is that what these goofballs want for used units? I can just buy a brand new one from like I bought my two from Jingo Jump. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's not a big and bright, but then I reach out to these goofballs on marketplace and they can't even tell me what their manufacturer of their unit is. And I'm like, okay. They're I'm trying to get their money back out of it because they're not trying to do it in the business. So they're trying to get what they because some yeah. asshole sold it to them for 2K and it's only a twelve hundred dollar yeah. inflatable. <laughs> it's like yeah. And it's like, so they try doing all that crazy stuff. And I, I, I just sit there and wait. I just play the waiting game. Eventually they hit you up, hit them up now and then. Eventually they'll hit you back up first. Be like, oh, well, I'll just take that 1200 Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I only got like I mean, a grand on me now. Once I have some <laughs> revenue, yeah. I mean, that's why I chose to go the way I did, buy my two from Jingo Jump. Because I'm like, well, shit, if I'm going to pay $4,000 for three slides, I may as well pay $4,000 for two I, brand new units. I bought <laughs> two... Fucking jingle jump units or three jingle jump units that were covered in dog piss for twelve hundred bucks. Uh, they're brand a, new. They're brand really new. They had, this, uh, this chick, <laughs> oh, this chick and her husband owned a bar, and uh, they also owned a gym. And this was their third business that was in a trailer for like their side hustle. They had no time for it or anything. They ended up going in their garage and shit like that. And everybody that went to go look at it was like, fuck that. Even Mike's went to go look at them. 
dude, I freaking washed them out. They're completely fine. They're brand new freaking units and stuff like that. I took the time to actually open them up. Um, I got those things so cheap. They're still in my inventory. After, yeah, this is my uh, fourth season. So I made my money back on those mountain houses. We'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, this, the secret to buying used, <laughs> in my opinion, and I, and I still buy used. I still love it. I still love it. Um, you go to Marketplace. And so my strategy is I'll go to Marketplace and type in water. Like right now, I'll go to Marketplace, type in water slide because we're about yeah. to get to water slide season. And then I go to the filter and go and do one, two, three, four, six as the dollar so one thousand two hundred and forty six dollars because people go in there and price things one two three four five okay so you price it at that amount right you shouldn't you're not going to want to buy a water slide less than that amount anyway but then it filters out all the rental stuff so then you just see stuff in there that's on sale and then when you see one that looks decent you click the picture right the more pictures the better the, if there's only one picture, you almost for certain don't want to buy it because that picture was taken at a rental two years ago, right? That's yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Then you go down to the description and kind of same thing applies. Shorter <laughs> description or, or less description, you kind of want to shy away from. A more uh, robust description with keywords, meaning they're saying things that uh, they're talking in the way we talk in the description yeah. when you buy a tent you want to hear grade you know what i mean you want to hear when you buy yeah. chairs you want to hear grade you want to hear how old a bounce house is you yeah know, you know what i mean you want to know like what the years what the manufacturer is and stuff like that manufacturer yeah. age um biggest, the biggest struggle. The fucking thing only went out a couple times but that's a bullshit Ugh. the biggest struggle i had was um i couldn't get anybody to respond to me there were people that literally like their profile picture was an inflatable business and I would reach out, like, I watched your YouTube video about it, Nick, and I was like, uh, you know, hey, I was just uh, just had a quick question. If you could tell me when these were manufactured, who they were, you know, who the manufacturer is, and not one person fucking responded to me. Yeah, um, if you're in my area, I ain't telling you shit. Yeah, they don't But know. it was funny, though, Nick. I, so I got my, I got my, uh, my package from Jingo Jump <laughs> yesterday, but I got home late, so I didn't even look at it. It was sitting in the garage, and I went out this morning and i shit myself i didn't realize how big this fucking <laughs> package was gonna be um like i i text i messaged jana about it and i'm like these things are fucking huge like i'm only five eight like on the pallet these come up to my nose and i'm like I, man i think i need that electric dolly like tomorrow like i'm not moving this shit right. myself there's no fucking i love way. your logo by the way that shit's fire. Oh, thanks. I yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I actually like Thank I you, absolutely love that. I love that it's not a bounce house. Thank I, you, man. Like I, I love that it's something I sharp. It gave me actually, to... like like you don't want a cactus in your bounce house. Like I like there's like there's I don't know, it's interesting. I I wanted something that's so like when I decide to start doing concessions and tents and tables, and you know, I got a I got like a decade of DJ experience. So maybe I want a DJ business that branches off. Oh, of this Dude, listen, like, I'm looking this up right now. If phone, the desert's available, you're buying that shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, but I just wanted something that wasn't so, so-and-so inflatables LLC. Cause there's 900 of those fucking things out here in, in Maricopa County. 
And I'm please just tell like, me that nobody in this room, there's uh, 17 people in this room. Please tell me you don't have LLC in your marketing. Take it out. If you have it, take it out, please. Pretty please. Nobody cares. That there's you're, there's two snakes in the desert, forward. right? Or is it one ass? I can't fucking remember. I'm the worst. Desert. 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 There's one, there's, there's one snake in desert. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. I fucked that up. Foam the dessert. Oh, yeah, Brandon, you were talking about um, the side. Yeah, so we did um, two of the videos we did today were unboxing videos. And um, it's crazy. It's still crazy, like, how big the unit looks when it's in the bag, right, with the cellophane wrap on the pallet, yeah. like, strapped to the pallet. Like, it, I, like don't be oh too God, yeah. freaked out because, like, we I, take them I, off. Yeah, I 100% shit myself, and I was like, but then like, I grab, I grabbed the inflatable and like kind of moved it around. I grabbed one of them and kind of moved it around. I'm like, okay, okay, this is fine. I can leverage this. This is okay. Um, yeah, we did. We I'm, did I'm one gonna... today. Uh, one of the unboxing videos today we did it was an 18 foot single lane. Um, a brand fucking new company called Stun Fun with two ends, two ends in Stun, I think. Um. We blew it up. We did the whole thing. Hopefully the video will be out next week, but we blew it up. Um, very bright colors. Uh, appeared to be quality. Good Velcro. The whole, like, right checks out. So then, but like how it rolls is always part of the unboxing video. Like you got to review how it rolls. Like, cause we're rental guys. I rolled this single lane, 18 foot slide <laughs> with the lowest amount of effort. It rolled like a 12 foot slide. It was insane. Uh, when awesome. I got done rolling it, um, it was like, I didn't factory it, uh, which is like roll it the same size as the factory rolled it. Um, it was, it was bigger, but, but, and it's big, right? Like an 18 foot side. It looks like a pretty big 18 foot side. And then, um, after the video is over, we go to put it on the forklift to get it up on the, on the rack. And it's just like, I just like, like a combo. I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, the slide was all fine. Like, it was all fine. It was all quality. It was good. It was good to go. And then I rolled it, and I was like, "Oh shit! I cannot believe it." Like this. butter, baby. Yeah, dude. That was it. Was nice. It was nice. Yeah, right, it's available. Phone the desert's available. I sent you the link. All right. Well, then I'm a hundred percent. Where are you at? Buy it. Um, I got to bounce out. Um, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. Oh Phoenix, shit. He's right by Chris Weed. He's like, you say you're right, you're right, but you can go pick it up from Phone Daddy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Him and our friends on Facebook. With uh, Paul. Yeah, Paul Paul's, too. Paul's a great guy. Paul and Chris are a great guy, dude. If you pick, show Chris your your logo. I think he'll love it too. Because it's not. I just I love non bounce house logos. I think I think Nick's it feels the same way too. He dropped off. Yes, hundred percent. So. Um, this is not meant to offend anybody. Um, my friend, uh, Beth, her and her husband started a sticker company, right? So, and I've been plugging them. So Slapco, slapco.com. They make some stickers, jump off, use code, promo code jump off, you get 25% off. Good stickers too. I wish I had them here. They're at the office. But um, so, so I start like talking about them, whatever. And they start making a whole bunch of stickers for us, right? For, for bounce house people. And Beth just texts me out of the blue two weeks ago, I think. She's like, tell me why all the fucking bounce house logos, like all the bounce house people have penises in the logos. 
And I'm like, oh, dude, I already know yep. what you're talking about on the cast. Oh, yeah. And she's like, it just dicks everywhere. Dicks everywhere. Oh, dude, it's, it's I don't freaking... Remember, I'm paraphrasing what she said. I'm, I'm trying to make it funnier, but but I was just like, ugh. She said cock, didn't she? <laughs> no, I, I don't think she actually said... I don't think she actually said anything I just said. But I was just like, it's so true, though. There's it is. Logos you go see, and you're like, bro, I understand you tried to put a bounce house in the logo, but, like, it's so phallic, it's bad. Like, it's bad. Like, Goliath Inflatables. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that's why like I used to get mad shit for this. Like when I first started, like when I was like nobody, right? Didn't have a YouTube channel. And I'd go into um the back then the Facebook group I was in all the time was bounce house or rental operators. And uh <laughs> somebody would say something about, you know, question about a logo or give me an opinion on a logo. And I'd go on a long ass rant about how Nike doesn't have a fucking shoe and all this stuff. And then I just get torn to shreds, torn to shreds. Like you need brand awareness. People need to know what you do. I'm like, dude, my execution's going to tell people what I do, not the fucking logo, like the logo. I don't know. And uh, I'm very happy now that I've been loud enough and successful enough to where people are, are starting to come to my side. I'm very happy about it. I do fine with my freaking. I have a kid being shot out of a cannon. Is my logo? Uh, David. It was um, Sun Fun. Let me see if I can. Let me pull it up. Let me let me pull it up. Is that? That's what you call it. That's from um, Emily. Emily. Yeah. Um, I was literally just about to say I have one from them too coming. Yeah, eighteen foot slide. I got the one that's like. Uh, oh, that's not the right fucking thing. Which um, one did you? Did you get the same shit as me? It's like uh, purple and green and has a wave at the top. I got... They got free shipping right now and shit. Like, it's 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 pretty ridiculous what they got going. No, it's, it's too new, dude. It's not even on fucking Google. Maybe it's two ends in fun. I forget, dude. She just fucking texted me. Hold on. Let me look at this thing. I got a text real quick. Hold on. This is bad. This is bad TV, but I'm doing it. So I end up getting the 18 foot rainbow dual lane. From oh, I was this close to getting that because I love I'm I'm obsessed with me some dual lanes. But I, uh, I put it in the chat and let the boys choose what they wanted. And I, I didn't give them an option for my guys just because I already, the other two were my other two options. I felt like were combos, and then I was just like, "Oh well." <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was funny. So yeah, I got two two combos, but I was just like, "I'm not." I have like seven combos coming in, or something like that, or six combos coming in that they're new this year. So I'm like, "I don't need any more combos." I could use another dual lane though, and. uh it's a dual lane with a pool on it. So I was like, yep, yeah, that's cool. I like, like me and my buddy, uh, Mike, we're just talking about stuff too. Um, here, let me see if I can save this. Yeah, I can save it. And then I'll just do this. I'll drop this in the chat. So everybody actually sees what the hell I'm talking about. Um, what the hell? 
All right, I gotta put my phone down. I gotta put my phone down. It's fucking going crazy. Right. Yeah, but I um, like I like think like units that the pools don't attach. I hate detachable pools, especially if they have one of those freaking where the freaking air comes out on the outside. Like Jingo Jump has that shit where the air is on the outside of the unit and it goes on that like one panel. It's I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah, I don't I don't like the combos. I don't like the combos. Like we have combos. Uh, my my Corona Bounce does this, and I have uh, my huge, my big ass uh, Pirate Fortress from EZ does this, where you take off the pool and put on the bumper, and that fucking Velcro never marries correctly, and then the clamshell's a mess. I'm just like, dude, can we stop? In, in my life, in my lifetime, I've seen three or four people get in accidents where those things meet on inflatables. That's literally why I don't do it. Yeah, I don't like, like I'm them at all. Not into that shit, the the replaceable. No, and then, like same thing when you're when your obstacle courses when the Velcro <laughs> goes on where they freaking go together and seam up, like no people run across that and walk across that. Get that shit replaced mm-hmm. after what you know. What I mean, don't don't mess around with that. Yep, heavy agreement. Um, let's see. Pretty small crew left. Anybody? I want to check Facebook. I haven't checked Facebook in a while. But anybody else got any questions? Oh, I can't do the fucking. Um, because if we can do another short show, I'm I'm down for it. These four hour shows, I'm telling you, are fucking brutal. But anybody else got any questions or anything else they wanted to bring up? Um, people just like us on Facebook, which is awesome. Thank you guys. Is anybody interested in coming to Buffalo next week? Crickets. Crickets. All right, cool. Too late in the season. <clears throat> I think I'm I think I'm good. I got a little bit of a Dosekis left. And then um I got massive amounts of crap to do tomorrow. So if I can wake up not hungover, that's like a huge bonus for a freaking Thursday. Um, did I post it? Oh, David. Yeah, post. I post the name of the website. Sun Fun Inflatables Two ends in Sun. I advised against it. They didn't listen. But yeah, that thing. Eighteen foot single lane rolled like a combo. It's pretty impressive. So if you guys uh, want some free shipping and need some and need some stuff, check them out. Check them out. <laughs> but anyways, all right, cool. What did you advise against for Sun Fun? The two ends, two ends and son. I said, don't spell it wrong. Spell it correctly. Don't spell it wrong. Nobody, nobody's going to remember where the end goes. The second end goes. I still don't. Sent me a slide. I don't even know where the freaking end goes. Did they at least buy the website with one end? Like I don't know. Me? I don't know. They probably couldn't get it. Nah, it's sun uh-huh. fun inflatable. So it's got to be. Ah, it might not be available because there's fun. What pulls up gonna... is fun with two ends, sun, fun, sun, but that's fun in the sun, but abbreviated with just the end. Fun in the sun is what pulls up. They'll get on Google. They'll get on Google soon. They're selling a lot of slides. Emily just texted me. They're selling a lot of slides. So, And they'll oh, sell some more now because I just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, the tsunami wave. I see what you're talking about now. Yeah, that tsunami wave. Um, Yo, I like this. This medium, uh, the picture of the medium duty size. What is it? This twelve foot marble tsunami. I need to talk to Emily about the medium thing. Um, I I didn't have a conversation with her about that when I was when I talked to her. So, 
But I want to know kind of what that's about. Uh, she just messaged me because I'm on her on her site now. Oh, that's funny. That's that's great. She's on point, yo. I wonder if this is actually her or not. It says Emily. Definitely not her because she messaged me. <laughs> <laughs> she's messaged. She might be on. She might be on Facebook. That's watching. that. Uh, that's that plugin for the website. I know. I just can't tell if it's actually her or not. It'd be hilarious if it is. Oh, it probably that's isn't. Funny, bro, that's a probably some of her. That is some funny. dude named David or something. Yeah, like it's literally, some dude, it's some dude named High Level. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Most likely is. Um. Yeah, I'm pumped. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm honestly thinking about doing like a giant phone party in Buffalo. And charging tickets to see what happens. That'd be fun, dude. That'd be cool. Yeah, we did an unboxing video of our um foam cannon today. I got a freaking I got an eighteen hundred dollar job on the twenty eighth. Bro, I was shocked how big it is. <laughs> like I opened the box and I'm like, holy fuck. And uh like Trevor was filming. And then I go to put it on the the mount or whatever, and I'm like, bro, I'm gonna need a hand. Like, this thing is big. And then I turned if you set it on the if you set it on the ground and put the stand in and then just lift it up, lean it up. Oh check. Okay. And but watch if you guys anybody that has a phone bay machine, if you're looking to get one, they have a shit ton of quality videos. Like yes, they do. the dude that this basically this one guy is a screen actor. Like he's literally part of SAG and all that. He's an actor. He's also a uh, a director and all kinds of stuff. Um, and he actually did like a a phone production video for like advertisements. I'm trying to get him to do bounce house advertisements as well, where it talks about doing that. Um, but there, but but basically, he did a whole bunch of perfect like a whole professional series for maintenance and like like all kinds of stuff like how to run a phone business how to operate how to mix solution all that like high quality professional videos for phone daddy there's a shit ton of them They're, you can watch them all for free the link's right in the group if you go to the phone daddy user group um, Dude, they do they do things phone daddy right and so i've only watched from afar like this is my first machine i got we just unboxed today and so unboxing the machine today i was like I was blown away. Like the attention to detail, how perfect everything is, like how heavy duty everything is. Like you can see it, you can feel it. I was very impressed. And so from watching from afar of how good of a job they do with everything, then getting the product today kind of like solidifies it where it's just like, dude, everything they do, like, they're the king for a reason. Like they're the leader in the industry for a reason because they do everything so freaking well. I was thoroughly impressed and I cannot wait to shoot foam out of that freaking cannon. Very you didn't do it yet? No, because we because we filmed five total videos today. Uh we had a real deal videographer with fucking lights and drones and shit today. It was crazy. So, so we didn't have time to hook it up and really go ham. So we're going to do it. Um, this Sunday is my kid's birthday party. So I'm going to have it out on the, out at the pool, fucking blast and foam and all the kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. What'd you pay for the videographer? Um, uh, big and bright inflatables actually sent him and paid for him. 
That's interesting. Is this the same? Like, this is his, is his cousin or? Um. Yes. Yeah. He worked for Big and Bright and Famous. Like that's his brother-in-law or his cousin or something. That dude. Brother-in-law. He's back yeah. there. Oh, I gotta hit him up then because he's ready. Because he said he's gonna be doing that soon, so he's probably ready to be able to do stuff. He said he was waiting for that <laughs> he, dude. He was on it, bro. He had he had some good equipment, and um, <clears throat> we had some he had some shit I never even seen. And uh, we, yeah, we, had, we had some fun shooting that video today. That was good because we did um, an unboxing of Big and Bright with um, 16 foot dual lane center climb. Um, it's like I told Matt a long time ago, I'm like, bro, this is the best. This is the best freaking slide that you have. It's the one that's mostly red and then has a little bit of gray. Or no, sorry, mostly blue with some gray and red. And it's just. Dude, that that slide is just so good looking. So um, we got that in last. No, no, no. This Monday. This this Monday. Uh, <laughs> and then we waited to open it up until Joe came to to film everything. And uh, that was a it was a good time. He, that video is gonna be like crazy good versus the rest of my shit on my my channel. It's gonna be it's gonna be funny. That's, that's fire though, dude. I just I just love the direction that everything's going. It's fun, dude. Um, yeah, so uh Trevor was with me today, uh guy that works for me, right? Um I needed Trevor's work for me, yeah, probably probably right about a year. And so we get done with all that shit, right? And Trevor and I shoot four videos like ourselves, and then the one like fucking super awesome professional one. And then uh, we go back in the office and I had to, I had to do a lot of show prep and they had a shitload of orders to process. And so, <laughs> and he's learning to sew. So I'm teaching him to sew so he can um, just kind of work more often. I'm trying to get him hours really. And so he's kind of bullshitting with me and he's like, so when you started, like there was nothing like, I'm like, bro, back in 2019, like you go Google bounce house business or, or go to YouTube and type in like bounce house tips or whatever. Like nothing came up except for, I remember there was one magic jump video that would come up that teach, that would teach you how to tip the inflatable onto the um, blower and then flip it into the bed of the truck. That's literally the only video I ever remember seeing. There was, there was an old man it was like the party rental professor. There was like this old guy with glasses in front of a whiteboard. And he explains like the rule of 10 and renting things and stuff like that. But that's, that was like the most interesting thing I found when I, when I started. Me and you started like the same time. It was interesting. Yeah. Like I started, you were, I remember you were a little bigger than me because I started my channel and started to get like a little bit of traction. Like it was like kind of cool and fun, like whatever. And I had some subscribers and then, um, it was a it was a weekday because like I was in this room and this is my office and then they were cleaning slides. Um, Ethan and Tyler both here cleaning slides. And you cold call you must have cold called like the jump off phone number or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And they were like, I do. I do talking to him like another guy that says he's on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> That's just funny as hell. Yeah, I remember inviting you to the group and stuff like that. Like, yo, you gotta be in here. Yeah, because I was only in the only one I was in was bounce house rental and operators one that's the only one i was in and they're like all these other ones would pop up i'm like ah, i'm good I'm good i'm still only in like four dude yeah i like i like i like where my groups where it's at right now and where it's going i gotta get some more moderators i don't have the time to freaking 
let everybody in and stuff like that. I had like a hundred requests for this past week, so I'm like, oh god. Yeah, dude, I gotta go dude. take the time to go through all of them. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's crazy how our uh, ours seems to ebb and flow. Like I'll go, and David's like on it, on it. But like I'll go check it, and it'll be like thirteen. I'll go check it. <laughs> it'll be like twenty something, and then I'll go check it. It'll be like eighty-seven. And I'll text David back, bro. Have you not done anything in a while? He's like, I put everybody, I denied and accepted everybody yesterday. I'm like, eighty-seven comes out of nowhere in one day. It's bizarre. Yeah, it gets it gets crazy. Yeah, it's totally bizarre. But good times though, bro. I think um, um, where it's where it's gone already, and where it's going in the future. Just the fucking conversations that you have with new people, you know what I mean? It's just, it just still blows me away. Like, I'm brand new. Like, I'm super lame. Like, don't judge me. I got three units. And then they rattle off shit that I'm like, bro, I didn't learn that till like a year ago. Like, you know, like it's <laughs> super encouraging. I'm, I'm very happy with the, the direction everything's going. Yeah, I got to get more content out there i've been getting all the reels out there i want to take things more than just bounce house level i feel like i really want to like i really want to just start emphasizing on like more business aspects and like how to make more money a lot more material handling stuff like how to like i don't know some things that people i don't think actually thought of like even like like i saw Tariq's warehouse video today and stuff like that too and like oh like i some of the stuff he was saying was interesting yeah he's got <laughs> he's got a very different take like uh <laughs> yeah he's got a very different take on ev- pretty much everything that uh yeah. that i that i talk about <laughs> like he, he says the opposite thing but in a good way not like a bad way like in a good way. it's interesting like his business is like really really niche where he's just like i just move inflatables we don't want to do anything else yeah like, and that's what i was telling um that's what i was telling somebody earlier today i'm like the, the advice, because uh, because we did a jumpstart video. Well, he did a jumpstart video yesterday that I just kind of tagged along on. But um, the advice, I'm like, bro, I'm not even, I'm like, I don't even do that stuff. Like, that is so, um, I don't even know the way to describe it. Like, it's not like advanced in like, I'm not there yet. It's advanced in, he has perfected it to a level to where he has the exact amount of business that he wants the exact people that he wants a clientele that he wants and then he treats it accordingly whereas i'm in like scale take over the world mode like i want everybody right so like he does things that make total sense for the way he's positioned his business but that don't translate over into anything i would do because i want all the fucking business i want all the business you know what I mean? And he wants just the exact correct business for him, which which is badass and I think is cool. Um, like if you're trying to do a bounce house business, like I think he's on to something, but he's like, but he's just like he's where he says like no concession machine. Like, okay, for example, like I tell everybody this, this is gonna be the bounce house company of the future. This is one of my goals for my companies. Um I like like I have a pirate bounce house. Okay, what's stopping me from renting my pirate game from from Twit from Leisure Activities 
that's like a pirate themed game, put it all in the same package, rent two tables, 16 chairs, give them two little boxes that has a table cover, pirate themed, with cups and all the hats and all that crazy shit, pirate themed for the two tables and a snow cone machine. And then suddenly now it's a pirate party. And instead of renting it for three fifty, or my packages are, uh, I think like five four ninety nine. Instead of renting it for that, now you can do seven fifty all day, and the mom doesn't have to go shop around all that, and she's gonna she gets a party for for sixteen kids that's all themed and everything. And all you do is you're buying like cases of bulk of freaking party supplies that fits your tables, and you're having them sit in your warehouse, and that stuff doesn't expire either. Yeah, um, that's a good idea, dude. You could do a mermaid one, a unicorn one. There you go. And you just that's do theme parties. And now, now it's the same thing where it goes, now it's your bounce houses where it's like you don't buy different combos where it's like some of them come out, the slide comes in the front or whatever. No, all my combos, you go in, you slide to the left, every single one. That's what I was getting at that rant earlier with, you know what I mean? You don't have to have the same freaking piece necessarily but i think everybody should buy a specific style and not fuck with your guys's head that much um it is a lot bro because we have hec combos that go this way the corona bounce combo goes that way who remembers what way the fucking spacewalk combo goes it's once you get to scale it's a lot i do agree yeah so i specifically buy things that go in the norm of how we rent things and roll things and stuff like that. And there's always those pieces that are kind of cool and special. And you're like, I want that shit. Cause it's, it becomes a collector type thing too. Like yeah. it straight up does um, like collecting cars. It's, it's weird, but <laughs> that's right. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously. So like, but there's never any actual appreciation. That's the thing. <laughs> like, it all just appreciates. Um, but no, seriously. So that's what I was getting at. Like, there's, but those random units, I like to have not only do you write the names on it, you write start or end or yeah. back or front on it. So when you roll it one way, you know that this is the back of it because you know that like your guys are gonna fuck it up constantly. So they roll <laughs> the other way, you know that's the back of it. So yeah, just, I just tell them like, well, just fucking put one strap back on it, and either you got two of you guys, just roll it to the other end. But but it does. I, I don't know if it's worth you know shopping only combos that go to the left or not. Most of them are designed like that though. There, there was a guy, um, I haven't talked to him in a long time, and we, we, he was just DMing me questions on, on uh, Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but uh, he was trying to, and this is super interesting, I thought it was a good idea, not, not, not an idea for me, not what I want to do, but a good idea. So he would buy a Rolls-All with a winch, and then he'd buy a set of rolling straps for that. He's the one that gave me the idea to put the cargo net on the Rolls-All with the rolling straps in it. And then um, only buy, I think, 15-foot slides and below, and combos and bounce house. But nothing above 15-foot. So he can yeah, always run one-man <laughs> cruise. And I told him, I'm like, bro, you're, you're, you're probably onto something, but you're not onto mine. Like, that's, that ain't going to be for me. Like, I want fucking 27-foot dual lanes. I want, I want to go crazy. 
was like, but but then, I don't go over twenty footers. Yeah, I mean everybody's got the thing, right? I'm I'm I ain't going forty. I'm not kind of fucking forty, but I mainly look at weight. I don't yeah, want anything same. like above six hundred pounds. Yeah, that's yeah. Me too. Anything I can handle by myself, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's wait for the person. That uh, that red one that I that red obstacle I got from Ninja Jump is my weighs the most out of all of them. It's like seven eighty, and it honestly rolled very easily, in my opinion, more easier than for some reason my eighteen foot dual lane from Tan Table. So Where, they lie, bro. They lie on the internet. They have to be lying. That dual, the eighteen foot dual lane weighs more than a lot of my other units. It's a yeah, lie. We have a lot of HEC units <laughs> because they're uh, they have a warehouse in New Orleans, so I can just drive right over there and get it. And on on the internet, it says whatever it is, and you go roll it. You're like, I don't know, bro. It feels lighter than that. Then we got some other units that are the opposite, where I'm like, dude, it says it's 500 pounds, and the guys are like, fuck you, this is 500 pounds. This is brutal. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like some of the extra weight comes out of nowhere. Some of them. That's that's one of the reasons I like my leisure units. They're the perfect weight and the perfect durability. I feel. It's one of the reasons I buy a lot of leisure. Do do. Um, I actually don't have HEC is very comparable. What were you saying? I'm sorry. If you have um, whatever, just say it's an 18 foot water slide, and the top has like the wave instead of the palm trees. Can you put? 13 ounce vinyl on that top wave. That's what that's what Tent and Table does. Jump Orange does the same my, thing. My yeah, wave yeah. is specifically like that. I think I a think lot that's of the fucking move. Huh? I think that's the move. It yo, on some real shit, my wave is fine. I, I've had that since year one. It's I have it like four years in. I'll probably sell it after the season. And it's made me like over like 50k probably. Um, yeah, like ten, the tips of ten the table. Trees. Let's make sure, it sure it sounds it sounds like a good idea, but the wave that you're probably gonna unless you do the entire wave, how much are you really saving in weight for the freaking wave compared to what's really heavy? I don't know, dude. I don't they know. Make, they save enough hurt. weight, dude. I'm telling you, they save enough. Same thing with like the pillars on some of the bounce houses. Like they'll have like the bottom part like super durable and like half the pillar durable, but then like the top part. All the stuff up top is like all like, yeah, like cone, all that. yeah, yeah. But yeah, can I'm you imagine what it's gonna take to repair that? It's a, no it's way. A, what are you? What are you saying? You're just saying buzzwords, huh? What do you mean? What's it gonna take to repair that? What do you mean by that? Like, like, is it gonna hold up after a repair if it rips up there? And a repair is a repair. It all depends on where the rip is. You gotta watch this video I'm releasing next this week. I'll release it tomorrow for you. Fuck you going I'll do it right now. Send oh it. god. Oh god. I'll do He's it. No, move. it's a whole video where I basically interviewed a repair person talking about repairs. Repair so. man, 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 man. Man that hates on he hates the on the table. table. Fuck you. Dustin, I'm surprised you don't man. You don't order that much from Tent and Table. I, the, I, the only, I have Tent and Table units. The only reason I don't buy a bunch of Tent and Table stuff is because everybody around here has that shit. Right. Like, that's uh, the only reason I'm starting to switch from Leisure. Me and Mike are both switching from Leisure because we basically bought the same unit from each other. So I don't want to buy it. Like, I like my Leisure units and stuff, but I'm also trying to diversify a little bit, too. Um, that and the spread okay, of love. Like, 
Like, I, I give a lot of love to leisure and stuff, but I want to be able to, like, I don't know, like I said, I'm a whore. I want to be, I want to try everything. It's also, like, I have a shit ton of, of Chevys, you know what I mean? But it's, like, now I want to start getting my Ford, getting I, my, you know what I mean, my... Uh, I just feel like at Lincoln. some point shipping's too much on from certain places. Like nah, I'm I don't really give them too much shipping. I, shipping, shipping. It, like, if it costs me $500 extra for an inflatable... If I really want it, I'm now. not worried about the inflatable. Shit, that's more rental. I mean, I mean wow. so the gang's all here now. It's like easy costs yeah. like fourteen, fifteen hundred for what would have cost me like six fifty, seven hundred at timetable for shipping. And then they have processing fees. Where are you located? Rhode Island. Yeah, it's a tough one. Wow. That sounds like a fucking. I don't know if they have anything over here. I don't think it's really just anything over really here. Yeah, but honestly, like, like the extra five hundred dollars for a unit is like is definitely makes me not want to buy it. If I if I personally want to buy from a company, I will spend the extra money because in the long run, um, it's better content for you people too. Like, it's not just. Just for my stuff, I actually do stuff for you guys as well. So getting getting different units from different places helps my channel, I feel, too. Also, what? Just so I'm clear, you not buying from Titan Table has nothing to do with quality. It's mainly just... No, I have Titan Table units. Okay, because I know your video is going to kind of shit on them a little bit. And I'm like, they're my most local people. I can't... not I also that. don't buy like I buy a shit ton of other stuff from Tent and Table that I that's not their bounce houses because it's like that stuff doesn't matter. You know what I mean? The bounce houses I go off look and I, I have three Tent and Table units. How many and, total units do you have? Oh god, like 40 now or something? 40 or 50? I stopped fucking keeping track. I counted the other day and I wrote that number down because I have another ten coming in from Leisure, but now I have this other one coming in from the from uh, Sunny. Sunny. My Leisure is actually I finally just paid paid it off because the the obstacle course. No, no, I'm sorry, the fire truck one wasn't here yet, but the doubling. So I'm excited. Yeah, I have all of my stuff are ready to get paid to come in and stuff i just don't i gotta come up uh gotta send them like a 10 grand check so bro at tax Wait, trying to get that two and a half percent off balls huh is it at tax time that's balls my fucking tax bill stuck this year no yeah. well, we spent a lot of money in this business so we got money back i had to like Finagle the de- depreciation aspect of it to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I I I goofed up. Uh, well, I didn't goof up, but I switched to payroll at Q two, and so uh, that's when I started paying myself payroll. And so Q one, no, sorry, Q three. So Q one and Q two, I was just paying myself a draw. So that's what. Oh, me. I don't worry about taxes. All that shit's like automatically separated and taken out off each each transaction. I have it just automatically boop goes in the bank account. All I have to do is take it from one bank account, throw it in another during tax time. 
Well, we're doing that now. We just knew there was no way we were making more than what we were spending with right. the investment. That is. Oh yeah, you're not throwing no money, more money into it too. Like I yeah, I know I know the first three years you're allowed to claim a loss. Exactly. So I'm on I'm on year three, baby. I'm yeah. losing it all. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm fucking off. Year one and two. So. Roll them losses. I'm a loser. Yep, my business is doing nothing. I know a dude that owns a bar. He's my one. He he comes in uh, to uh, the lounge all the time, and he's like, "Yeah, I've I've had a loss for the past twenty years." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> sure you have, dude. Like, yeah, he's, I don't know, dude. He's, he's really, he's old school as hell, dude. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it's bad. That's hilarious. Does it, doesn't Uber do that? Aren't they on a loss every year? Or who is it? Amazon. Like, a lot of those bigger companies are. One year ago. And, you know, damn well, they actually make money. They just report it that way. Yeah, dude. Bezos is, Bezos is too smart to trust that. Agreed. Well, salaries in a company, you can make, make a whole bunch of money on your salary. You're just paying more taxes on it because it's not profit, but it's also not then then the company gets there's just so much different benefits of playing the credit game. Like we're not CPAs, by the way. Yeah. Go this is financial, financial advisors. advisors. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I say. Um, Wayne, are you cool if I ask that uh, publicly? Just I can see you just do yes or no. Yeah, man. Of course. Okay. So he said um, he's about to buy his first obstacle course. Uh, he has two bounce houses and two water slides and a combo. What size should be the first obstacle course? 100 uh, feet. I say go big, bro. Get, get a 2P60 footer. Like nowadays, they're not that bad. They're not that bad, and they fucking for me. They I think forty foot is pretty good. Yeah, I'm a, with I'm, a I'm, small slide or something. Well, hey, let me ask where where are you located? I'm in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. So you guys have He's, snow? No. Okay. Thirty five foot, forty foot obstacles all day. Get a bunch of them that are the same color that you can connect together. That's what Whatever. I actually just did right now. I connect. I actually made videos too. I spent all. Thursday, making videos from 30 foot to 40, 70, 80, and then 110, just right across oh, yeah. my yard. Yeah, they all I have, have um, That's good shit. Get wet dry, by the way. Get wet dry. I and love doing wet dry. I do this one festival. In. I do this one festival where I have like all my units that are red, white, and blue. So I have a giant 110 foot red, white, and blue obstacle course. I have an 18 foot red, white, and blue slide. I have a, a red, white, and blue slip and slide, a red, white, and blue bounce house. A red, white, and blue combo, and then Is I have logo like, the red, white, and blue foam party that I do at that same event, and then I do uh like um I do red, white, and blue tables with cotton candy, silicone, and popcorn, like just sitting over there. So it's like this giant like red, white, and blue like America party slash like like Buffalo's an all American city. Also, we do a lot of red, white, and blue shit because that's the Bills colors too. So it's like the city's colors as well. Um, Wait, Maybe I should get some because we're near Patriots. Yeah, that the same shit would work. That same shit would work, basically. 
Um, but my my also my logo is kind of like evil can evil based, like car, carnival. It's also red, white, and blue for my company. So like, yeah, your logo looks fun. I'll admit that. Oh, dude, you should see these shits that my freaking I. So my one buddy moved to Poland. I don't even know if this is legal or not, but I don't care. Um, he so he's in Poland. He moved there, and I'm just like, he needed. He's can't really work there, so he need. But he also needed money, so I'm like, oh, I'll teach you how to start doing graphics and stuff, because he kind of knows how to do some of it. Um, and he started making a whole bunch of cool stuff, and I'm gonna download a couple of them that he's been making, and I'll show it to you because he's been getting better and better. It's like awesome. And I wanted to be able to do the graphics for PRK and all my stuff. So if I can just pay him on Venmo or something as a contractor, ten ninety nine, just send it to his bank account, and then I don't know because he's if it's because he's overseas. What the fuck it is like? I don't know. <laughs> I know he's trying to get his visa. And he's learning Polish. This is my best friend since like the second grade. By the way, he's an illegal Polish. No, he's got his visa right now, but I, I don't know what's going to happen in the next month. Supposedly, like, he can try to extend it right before or something, and then he can get to another two months if he fills his paperwork out or something. I don't know. Just tell him to get married. That he's He went there for this chick and stuff like that. It's been brought up. <laughs> it's... 90 Day Fiance, bro. My wife watches that show. Yep, big big Ed. When you start paying when you start paying yourself, bro. Because I've been pretty much just putting all the money back into the business. So like we, like I said, we got 10 to 12 units. And like right now it's like eight thousand on the credit card for the new units that we just bought. So when do I start like paying myself? Bro, listen, go and buy nice stuff like nice clothes wait what hey I, yep I, go and go and buy go and buy nice clothes don't buy it so you can business expense it so for example during the cold winter i went and i bought me a 200 dollars coat and i business expensed it because it's cold i need to stay warm obviously i'm not using it for work but irs doesn't need to know that same thing with shoes. Same thing with clothes. If you have to, if you have to, for whatever you need, good, nice clothes to meet other people to set up business. Hey, read the book Profit First. This is a book by Mike. Let's see, Mike Michalowicz. Mike Michalowicz. Profit First, and and essentially what he tells you to do is, you know, everyone thinks the same way. I was thinking the exact same way. You set up these five different bank accounts and and whether or not you want to go that far it's up to you but essentially income coming in that's one account you have your taxes go to you, you from that income you have taxes you put in your profit what you want your profit to be for yourself it could be small however small you want it to be for now and then you have your owners uh your owners pay and and then your operating expenses. And he breaks it down. It's it's actually really, really well thought out. And if you were to 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 read that book or listen to the audio book, it's not a it's not a very large book. Quick read. Um, but he has a it's a great system where you make yourself quote unquote profitable immediately. 
just make sure if you read the book. Um, I do agree with a lot of the things Derek's saying. If you read the book, though, please don't think that all entrepreneurs are starving and we're all idiots and we spend all the money. <laughs> I could, I didn't make it through the book because I'm like, if this dude talks down to me one more time and then you turn the page, he's like, <laughs> all entrepreneurs are retards and they can't spend their money. I'm like, dude, I can't do this. I can't do this. I put the book on the shelf. I was like, I can't do this because he makes it sound like we're all struggling and failing and we're squandering money, right? So if I you agree. censor <laughs> that part of the book out where it's almost like Dalesy or uh, uh, infomercially, um, then the rest of the, the book does give, uh, I think, very great advice. Um, that being said, I think if you have a job that pays your bills and does your 401k and la, 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 then you really need to sit down and think about what your goals are. You know what I mean? So if you're trying to quit your job soon, cool. You need to figure out a way to pay yourself probably pretty soon so you can get out of your job. If you're good for the next two years and you want to scale your business, you should be putting more money back into the business. Um, I've gone back and forth on the on the answer of when you should pay yourself from from probably right now to or I'm sorry, from probably not soon to probably right now and everywhere in between. But but it's just such a personal thing that's like Dude, if you're good at your job for three more years, dump money back into the business and scale the hell out of it until it's time to go. You know what I mean? That that's that's a pretty good route to go. Um, that being said, the caveat that I'm going to put on all of that is I do not think you should be working for free, right? Forever. So uh, the the kind of the discussion and it's it's friendly between my wife and I, but the discussion my wife and I have. You know, she says, look, the jump off successful and the YouTube channel successful. Like, when are you going to start paying the, the family more money? And my answer is always two pronged. Number one, the more money I pay the family, like the more taxes I got to pay. And number two, she's very successful and we're good with money. So it just goes into the bank account to then go to the finance guy to go in some other account. You know, somewhere else. And it's just like, like it's just piling up, it's not doing anything. So if you want me to pay the family more money instead of it going into our checking account, I'm totally cool if we start. Maybe not right now because of the way the economy is on a little bit of shaky ground. But I'm like, if you want to pay more money, I'll put it in. I'll, I'll give myself a raise and put it in index funds or you know something of that nature. <laughs> but I'm like, I just I'm not gonna go give myself a raise to put more money in our checking account to pay more taxes. It's just backwards. It doesn't make any sense to me. So a lot of, a lot of factors, a lot of factors. So how do you pay yourself? What's that? How do you pay yourself? Payroll, payroll. Okay, the question is, do you file for your business separate? Is, or do you do a Schedule C or whatever it's called on your tax for your taxes? I think it's a corporate now. Yeah, so I'm S Corp. So so it's all basically filed under uh, uh the way that Brian explained it to me is it's all it's all filed under me. Kevin, you probably know you you probably have a better beat on that, huh? Or no? No, I'm not a tax accountant. Yeah, so, so I, I know goes, enough I know enough to do it myself, but not like with corporations now. Yeah, so 
I have two S corps. Both my businesses are S corps, um, but they all file under me, is what Brian told me. So like, I don't pay extra taxes on everything. It's all under me. So it's like it's three tax returns, but I only pay the IRS. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like a Schedule C, it's almost like a Schedule C type thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, LFP, you do a Schedule C, but so I'm not too sure about the S Corp, but it's, it sounds similar to the the, uh, the Schedule C you do for S Corp, I mean, for LLC. But yeah, yeah, so so LLC, you get <coughs> sorry, I've got this weird cough that kind of developed. Uh, for LLC, you're gonna essentially get double taxed. Um, I'm not in the right frame of mind to go into all of that because it's foggy and I've had a couple beers. Oh. But then you switch to S Corp and then basically you just get single taxed, right? So the way it works is I'm on payroll. So as soon as you switch to S Corp, you have to be on payroll. And so a payroll company processes the payroll for the jump off um, every two weeks. And my guys get their checks deposited in their account. Right. I pay half their taxes. I pay workers comp, that whole spiel. And I'm also on payroll. So I, the jump off pays half of my taxes and then taxes come out FICA, the whole thing, like a regular paycheck. Um, and so now my taxes are paid by um, the payroll, right? They're taken right out of the payroll. Um, I'm on salary. So my paycheck is the same to the penny every two weeks. Um, and that's that's how I pay myself now. Yeah, sir, I didn't know we get taxed twice. I, I gotta look into that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember why you get taxed twice. Um, I think you have to pay income tax on the money you take, and then you got to pay tax on the profit, if that's right. But but essentially you're paying tax two times as an LLC. It doesn't matter if the LLC is small. It doesn't matter. Like uh, my first year, we had huge tax returns. It was great. We were writing things off like crazy. Um, my second year was pretty good. Um, not as good, but like, I was like, this is cheat code. Everybody should start a business. And then third year, um, it got to, she had to file an extension because she was a bad CPA and accountant, right? She files an extension, finally calls me June 15th or something. And it's like, hey, I just want to go over your taxes. We're done. I'm like, oh, cool. Like last year we got six grand. The year before we got eight grand back. Like, so what's everything looking like? Uh, I owed $24,000. She <laughs> <laughs> was a bad accountant <laughs> and didn't do her due diligence of basically uh, protecting me from tax liability as the, as both my companies scaled, <laughs> she just was, she's just, it's a long story. Um, but yeah, so, so because I was still LLC at that point and had made as much as I did, I ended up getting double taxed. So it was, it was, I mean, it was $24,000. Like you can imagine how brutal that was. So um, I then promptly fired her and got a new guy. Yeah, so this year, <laughs> so okay, now you make me feel a little better because I, so I, I don't know if some of you guys know, I opened up an indoor facility um, called the Fun Spot by Triple M. Um, we can go into that later about the name, but so this year my total taxes 
that I got well, was supposed to be getting back is like $7,000, right? And I was like, ah, that's kind of low. I'm used to even because I, I did all my taxes before uh, from Triple M and just my own personal taxes on TurboTax. I've always got like 10, 12, 15,000 myself. And for the first year that I go to a CPA or whatever you call it, tax people, I get seven thousand dollars. I'm like, that's 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 low, you know. It's really like five thousand uh, federal and like two two or three thousand two thousand like state. I'm like, that's that's to me, that's low. But I guess you make me feel better when you said, you know, one year you got seven thousand dollars. So, but do you have kids? Yeah, yeah, I got three kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you do you often? Um have a lot of deductions man i kill them when i do it myself yeah i kill about i kill them in deductions that's how i get my money so either you killed it too much maybe and like because like i had to play around with ours where like i took bonus depreciation on some of the assets and and i didn't for others to keep us on like the top of the bell curve Yeah, but right. But this year I didn't. I mean, I didn't do it myself. Um, I paid someone to do it. So yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. So um, the way I do it is now. Um, it kind of got a little bit confusing, but it's just because how I the decisions that I made. So I have an accountant, um, and Mark, who who I really like, runs the no. Book for both of the businesses, right? So he does the bookkeeping for the jump off and let's get lit. And then uh, he referred me to a CPA to do my taxes, uh, who's Brian. And so then Brian does the tax stuff. Um, it is a little confusing having two people, um, but like Mark has access to my QuickBooks and then he gave access to Brian so they could see everything. So it ends up actually coming out in the wash. It's not that confusing. But it's nice because I have two, I kind of have two people to lean on. You know what I mean? I can talk to Brian and Brian's real fucking cool. I told him to come on the show. And he's like, nobody wants to talk about accounting. It's like boring. I do. I'm like, these people need you. So so I'm trying to work him, uh, working on getting him on the show of after his crazy season's over. Hopefully I'll have him on and we'll do an accounting episode. Um, But but I love listening to accountants. Oh yeah, dude. And he's, and he's like a cool guy. He's very short, right? He's not long-winded. So I was like, bro, if you come on the show, like you gotta be, you gotta be a little bit uppity. Um, uh, but but so he's CPA, and then like the name of his company is literally like Does he drink the entrepreneur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get he'll, him drunk? Oh yeah, he'll he'll fit he'll fit right in. He'll fit right in. But uh, his name of his company is like the entrepreneur the, the entrepreneur's accountant or the entrepreneur CPA, and I'm like, oh yeah. That's my fucking guy. Um, and so he's well-versed in all the tax stuff and like keeping all that good. And then Mark is the accountant that does the books and, and whatever, all that goes into that. So um, it's worked out to be less confusing than I thought it would be to have one accountant slash CPA, but it's, it's really kind of cool to have both to lean on. They're both like, I could just text them. Yeah, if you hire an accountant, Get somebody you can get a freaking hold of. Um, the first lady, like, we never got a cell phone number. We only got the office number and her email. And then she was never available and never answered email. Like, Mark and Brian are both highly successful people. And I have their freaking cell phone number. And I can just text them. 
and right. They're busy, so they may not text me back right away, but like they'll just small question, just text them, cross it off the list. They'll text me back the next day or whatever. It's it's better that way. So yeah, yeah, I gotta do better at um, the bookkeeping side too. So maybe that's also probably why I didn't get so much money this year because I my bookkeeping sucks. I was. They can I only was, do so much with like you. You need to provide them pretty much everything. So if you're not providing them the correct stuff, they they can't they can only do so much. True, true that. And I'm just I guess what I was telling her was that I'm I've been doing my I mean I'm I'm 30, 36, 35, 36, something like that. <laughs> I I've been doing my taxes myself. I forget too. Yeah, I know, right? Since I graduated high school. So um uh like on TurboTax. So like I'm used to the step by step, you know what I'm saying? Like I never had to, like I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat everything. So basically, like Travel Tax said, okay, the next step is blah blah blah. Um, these are your what are your expenses, and they give you a list of, of things you can do, and then I'll go through all my stuff and write down everything. I mean, I'll do listen. It's last minute, I know, but it takes me a couple of days. But I'll go through and write down everything, find all receipts and all the stuff. That's kind of what I'm used to. It's it, it ass backwards, but it helped me out. And, and this this kind of, she gave me like a form that it asked me my expenses for month by monthly. I'm like, that doesn't help me. I need to, I needed to break it down. <laughs> like, we, you know, uh, um, you know. But anyway, yeah, I think that's, that's that was my issue. So yeah, I would, I would get um, I would get QuickBooks, but. Um, I made the mistake of because I'm I'm fairly tech savvy, smart enough to figure shit out. So I got QuickBooks being like, all right, cool, I'm gonna get in here, right? And then it's a whole different platform, and it's uh, it's, it's very foreign to me, and it looked different than what I thought. I thought it was gonna be like spreadsheet based, totally not. Um, and so then I hired a bookkeeper after the fact, and it was it was the same lady that I ended up firing, but um. Total, total mess, right? But if you get QuickBooks and then put your credit cards and your bank account to it, like it does all the work for you. Um, when I dropped my stuff off to Brian, I'm like, I didn't bring my receipts, dude. They're like in my closet or whatever. He's like, if you bring me receipts, we're going to have problems. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I want no receipts. It's all in the QuickBooks. I'm like, it's all in the QuickBooks. He's like, we're good here. Save the receipts just in case, but I don't want them. I'm like, Cool. But like every time I swipe a card, it goes into QuickBooks. And so it's all in there. And then QuickBooks knows the bank account, you know, balance. And so it all talks to each other. And then I just give it to the account. And, and then they do the bookkeeping. And it's all on the up and up. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Did you have uh, someone set up your chart of accounts or did you do that yourself? Or did QuickBooks? Set up, set up my what? Your chart of accounts. Um, I, yeah, I did everything and then, um, was kind of like in over my head. It was just kind of one of those things where, uh, the jump off was scaling and I was just way too busy to go in and learn it. So then, um, I gave it over to Amy. I think I did it all right. Double check me. And then she said everything was all good. Um, and, and it is in fact all good, even though she's been fired. Uh, cause Mark, Mark runs it. So, question, so question. David, I was, uh, was going to say David because he had like a question with a credit card. 
Do you, is it like a 12 months no interest card or? It's like a bank. Are you paying interest on the credit card? Of America, I think it's like interest free for the first couple of months. Well, whenever it stops being interest free, you definitely just got to pay it off. So if it's only like a few months thing, just pay it off. Yeah, I would figure out the interest free uh, duration. Like me, I have I have a lot of business credit card debt, but I have it backed with money in the savings. So I'm like earning three and a half, whatever, 4% on the savings side while having the no interest. Because to me, it, it, I, it doesn't make sense for me to pay it off when I'm actually making money from having it in the savings, but I'm making sure to pay it off, you know, by a, a month 11. Yep, agree. Oh boy, that interest. Also, is it a business credit card? Because if it's personal, then it's nah, reporting to your credit, and that's kind of lowering your credit. No, nah, we use the uh, business credit card. Sign up with Bank of America for the business credit card. Okay. Yeah, those are all good questions, dude, because that stuff's, that stuff's hard to figure out. Um, you know me. I'm big into credit cards. I know. And I'm, and I'm not like, I, I went, I went so long into my adult life. Um, having like I had small credit cards, like to establish credit, but stayed away from credit cards. And like, I worked in retail. So like, I'd see how people would pay and someone would pay with a credit card. I would judge them like, Oh, running that up. You're going to be. And then I get to later in my life. I'm like such an idiot. I can't believe I ever swiped a debit card a single time, let alone it was the only thing I ever used. Like just terrible, dude. I think the uh the bounce house business is in such a unique position where shit's expensive. So like if I'm gonna already spend a crap ton of money, I might as well get money from it. It's like, what is it? I bought like six grand worth of stuff. And that paid for like a five star five days at like the DR or something. Yeah. Might as well. It's like I'm spending the money anyways. Might as well get something back. We're working this hard. Might as well get a vacation out of it. Yeah, we're, we're going to the four of us, uh, my family. So wife and I and two kids are going to Cancun at an all-inclusive um, right after. Which the- one? We're going to God. I don't remember. My wife booked it. I don't remember where we're going this time, but it's more down. Yeah, because we're going somewhere in January, next January, in Cancun. I'm trying to think of the place. Yeah, we just got back from the Royalton not too long ago. It's like right outside of Cancun. Love the Royalton. It was pretty pretty dope. They got the all. They got the adult side, and then they got the kid side. <laughs> This time we're on the kids' side. We're taking the kids. I told my wife, I'm like, you sure you want to do this? Like, they're just going to fight the whole time. We're going to paradise. They're going to fight the whole time. But, but we're doing it. But, yeah, we paid for the whole trip. Uh, both the businesses, since I have two businesses, and they both, we both, yes, both kids. buy a lot of expensive stuff. Yeah, go ahead for free. Like, it's all paid for. 
could have paid for it with chase points. Yeah. What future? <clears throat> um, all right. I, that's good that you have someone that's a CPA and someone that does bookkeeping because then you have like in like experts in their own fields as opposed to like someone that is like good enough to do both. Yeah, that's because uh, when I hired Mark, um, we, we were just talking. I really liked him. And then I'm, I said something about taxes. He's like, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm not a CPA. I don't want to go take the test and da, 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 whatever. And I was like, okay, so like, what do we do at tax time? And he's like, I refer you to somebody. And then I, I was very sketchy on it, but I liked Mark. So I was like, fuck, all right, we're going to cross this road. And then, yeah, now that he's referred me to Brian, I'm like, okay, I think I made the right decision. It's very cool having one of each. And they're both like, um, you know, like I, I pay them both, but they're like, dude, you don't have to like, well, I'm not a lawyer. Like you can just call me and ask me the question. You just text me and ask me the question. I'm going to answer it because I do your taxes or because I do your book. Like, I'm just going to answer Like, don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, it's incredible. Yeah, the CPA is not going to have time to do the bookkeeping, so. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't, I mean, I didn't, ask, I didn't even ask um, if Brian does it or not, but he's just, he's just cool, dude. He's cool. He's like so normal and just like one of the dudes. <laughs> he's funny. I think he's funny. <clears throat> All right. I think my CPA is Jewish. I love him. There you go, bro. There you go. All right. Um, but all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this puppy up, dude. I'm gonna go take a pee, and then I'm gonna head to bed. I got lots of stuff to do tomorrow. So, thanks, Nick. Yeah, this was an interesting one, dude. It went a little bit of a different way than the, than the normal shows. So I thought that was uh, a very cool. I thought tonight was very tactical, which is cool. So I thought your monologue was very good. Thank the, you. Uh, the uh, nine steps. Thank You're you. Very inspiring. That's kind of like um, not what I go for, but it's kind of like how it ends. But it up. happens anyways. Yeah, and so so I feel like I've because because what I'll do is uh, like so tomorrow, like when I post the podcast and and post the YouTube video, I actually go back and listen to this, like and I just have it kind of playing in the background to kind of like um, hear it so I can whatever work on it for next week, I guess you could say. And I noticed that I'm like. It just, it just like so skews like inspirational, motivational. And so now you kind of remind me of Simon Sinek when it comes to like employees. I don't know if you've uh, listened to him or read. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He's, he's, I love all his stuff. That's a big compliment. I appreciate that. No problem. But, but yeah, like, so I'm just kind of like, I'm just going to lean into that and just go with it. Like it ends up, uh, like I listen to it. I'm like, man, I feel like, you know, if somebody listens to this, they can't. That's my, uh, like, Gary Vaynerchuk is, like, my hero. But my my major criticism I always have is, like, you end the podcast and, like, you want to go run through a brick wall, but, like, you don't know. How. Like, there's not tactical. And so the, the more, the deeper I get into this, the more I'm like, fuck, I'm the same way. But, like, the more I try to go tactical, the more, you know, it just gets kind of forced. So it's kind of like, I just got to let it go. I got to let it breathe. So... But I appreciate you saying that, Kevin. That's cool. No problem. All right, cool.
All right, everybody, that was awesome. So we're going to sign off. See you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central, Booze and Biz. Peace out. Like and subscribe. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's watching on YouTube at this point, but if you are, like and subscribe. (laughs) Later.